welcome back to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, my energy sword, Jesse Douglas. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Hi, Jesse. Hey. We played a lot of Halo <laughs> this last night. Yeah. Was, God, that game is so much fun. I know. Also, also joining us as always, is the joy of Arsenal X, the joy of EXP cast, the man himself, the Stojovic. Hey, hey, how's it going? I feel really left out when you guys like talk about how cool like Halo Infinite's multiplayer is and the fact that I completely, <laughs> utterly hate multiplayer. Mm. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm really missing out. But Jesse, I mean, when you told me that they have like bots where you can like kind of compete as bots, I actually was thinking about buying it or, or like downloading it this weekend but i ended up downloading resident evil 4 vr instead yeah oh, Which, I, thought, I mean not a not a bad choice either i thought you're I know downloading it's not a bad choice deer simulator with four e's no, we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about that later mm. <laughs> we'll talk also, about that later also programming note in advance you're gonna hear my son screaming in the background he's sleep training so uh I'm going to mute myself when I'm not talking, but you might hear him throughout the night. So this week's programming for Boss Rush is full of fun audio in, 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 in things. Couldn't think of a cool, so, cool word. Yeah, the kid. So, so, so the kid's not being tortured in the background is what you're telling us, right? Well, yeah, I don't know that for sure because my back is clearly to where he is sleeping. But what right. I've been told by the woman I'm married to. She says he is sleep training, so I'm gonna go with that. It'd be like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta, yeah, do the whole let him cry it out thing is is usually a, and I mean, you know, eventually you do have to check on him every once in a while, but yeah, it's for the most part you want to just let him. Yeah, it's it's never a fun part of uh, of the child, you know, growing up part stuff. But I mean that's fair. But I I also I also found out that the uh, cord hooking up my third monitor has has burned out, so I have to order a new one. Yeah. Or what I might do is just use the old two monitor system I was working with and use my nice 4K monitor, uh, my 4K 60 hertz monitor to uh, play and or record some Xbox Series S content for the channel, whether it's Forza or halo or you know so i think i think for our week off of thanksgiving you know i'm gonna gonna try to do some cool things stoy if you want to talk about some game pass things and jesse if you're not working maybe we can do this uh what's this on game pass again yeah that'd be cool oh like in terms of uh game like talking about particular games yeah whatever if you find a blindside if you want to get, if you want to, if you want to, you know, do like a, like, you know, I don't know if you, Jesse, I know you consume a lot of giant bomb content, but you know what quick looks are for them where they play like a game for like a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. And they just kind of talk mm-hmm. about it. Can do that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I mean, I admittedly, I try to play at least one game pass game every week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so I could talk about it just to see what's on it. But I, I did a bad job this week because there was like other things that came out that I wanted to play. That's, 
Well, I, I got you because I played two of them. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. On Game Pass. So, I heard, I heard Halo a lot Infinite of and Halo Infinite. That is look, Jesse. Look, well, three technically. Though. Look, look, Jesse. <laughs> Big Team Battle and Arena are two are not two separate games. They are just two <laughs> playlists in the same game. So. I was gonna say hey, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I heard a lot of good things about Exocell or something like that. Is that what that's called? Exo One. Exo One. Yeah, that was it. Um, Josh on our podcast played it, and he said it was uh, it was mind bending, and like it it changed his life. Let's just say that. So it made it got me kind of curious that I want to download it. So yeah, it's yeah, it's one of them that I played. I, I'll talk about it later. Right, we'll but, we'll yeah. save that later. We'll save yeah. that. Later. When are we gonna When are we gonna have the uh, EXP AXP crossover episode? When are we gonna do that? Okay, we can make it happen. When's that gonna happen? happen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll just have Josh and Pat and Stoy. Yeah, I know Pat's on hiatus right now. He's kind of he's yeah. Kinda, I keep yeah. Uh, yeah he's uh, he's it's one of those things where. Um, Pat has a crisis of confidence and, and you know, I, and it, it's one of those things that he, he doesn't feel confident in his abilities as a podcaster. So he wanted to take a hiatus to kind of maybe, you know, recharge the batteries a bit. So as far as his return, we're just kind of like, I mean, we're, we're giving him that time to have it be like, Hey, when you want to come back, you know, we, you know, we'll definitely, we have a seat for you. We'll welcome you with open mm-hmm. arms. And I even like posted that, um, I shared that picture of him because he's not on our Twitter that you guys posted today about the whole like, you know, network shout out. And he really appreciated that, even though he was like, why do they do that? And I was like, because, you know, you make a positive impact like you may not think of it. You know, you may not think you do, but you do, you know, you yeah. make an impact. So, well, I'll I'll be completely 100 percent honest. Like, I really enjoy when he's on shows like. Yeah. Like it, you know, like I I. I understand though, because I've felt the same way a lot, mm-hmm. you know. While while doing this is like, you know, I I'll be you know to be honest, I don't have the knowledge that I can retain as much as some people, you know. Like Corey's really good about retaining knowledge of of certain things, and and I'm not great at that part. Mm-hmm. Like I I know you know a lot of different game stuff, but there's still a lot that I. I, I haven't retained, even though I've experienced through it throughout my life. Um, that's just not, you know, a, a strong suit for me. Well, Jesse, you and I have talked about this before, where like, you know, even just podcasting, it, it's a skill that needs to be acquired. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to be coming out of the gate, like firing on all cylinders, you know, running it picture perfect. Even even like some of the best podcasters out there took years before they really started to master their craft. and a yeah. lot of this, you have to be comfortable speaking because we're speaking in front of people. Yeah. You know, there's people, there's people out there listening to us. So you have to sound coherent. You have to sound, that's a lot of pressure to, you know, put on yourself in terms of, okay, I want to be, I want to not only sound, I want to sound coherent, but I want to be interesting at the same time. Yeah. And what Pat always brought is Pat always brought a level of detail in mm-hmm. what he talked about with games that it was like, you know, th- there was a lot of times where it's like he helped to explain a lot of things about his games that it was like, wow, he really kind of puts a lot of thought into it. And, you know, admittedly, like sometimes he would talk about games that I was like, man, I got no business 
wanting to ever play this game, but I'm still interested in what he has to say. So it is kind of funny because yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking exactly where he would be sitting right now. And I, and I think about like staring at him and just like deer in headlights, <laughs> like, and like anytime he talks about a Yakuza game and he looks at me, he's like, so you should play Yakuza game. I'm like, nah, man, good. But yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, you, you know, like he definitely, yeah, I wouldn't want him to ever change, you know, like be him, continue not. to yep. be him. Yeah, like, exactly. because that's, that's what makes it interesting. And like you said, when he talks about something, he has so much knowledge to say about what he's talking about. And that's why, yeah, I really appreciate his additions, like when he's on shows and stuff. So like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely a, a, a skill that we that sometimes a lot of times I lack and yeah. the rest of us lack. But it's, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're giving him his time and he's, you know, when he's ready to return we always have an open seat you know obviously the table's big enough for four of us so yeah yeah so but uh yeah and josh yeah josh is uh is always a lot of fun too like he's got like a little bit of of that as well you know mm -hmm. but he's also you know the the humor and stuff like that and dan, so, yeah. dan is the weird dan is the it's just a weird <laughs> Where he, he he's on yeah. another level that none of us could ever get to, because like <laughs> even today we we had a taste test where we tasted beer flavored uh, cotton candy. Yeah. So that's the opening of our episode on Monday. Is like we're eating beer flavored cotton candy and uh, dried cod. And it was it, man. <laughs> it, it, it's just what he brings is definitely another level of uh, you know entertainment, I guess so to speak. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I know Josh would definitely Josh is definitely more of an Xbox guy out of all four of us. So he would definitely be in on joining us one day. So uh yeah. we'll definitely get him on because he's got a he's got a good mic setup. So bring I'll him talk on. Bring him on. Oh yeah. Bring yeah. him on. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. And we'll get Pat back. We'll get Pat back. Pat's coming yeah. back. Yeah, because they'll bring be on Pat on. on the show. So. Yeah. Bring <laughs> Pat on. Pat. Do it. Pat. Pat. Christmas is coming early, boys. <laughs> ah! Let's go. Remember the so, yeah, what we're saying though is go, go check out the EXP cast. Well. Yeah. If you want to hear a really <laughs> bad podcast episode, go listen to the first podcast I ever did. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was on I was on the Life of Gaming podcast, episode three. Mm -hmm. Just listen to it. I was terrible. It's fine. <laughs> You ever go I, like I, a lot of times I did that. I I stopped very early when I listened to some of our like our first five episodes. Oh, my God. Just the sound quality was bad. And just our banter and in, I don't know, just like some of the public speaking stuff that I was like, man, I, I cannot, you know, string together two coherent thoughts. But mm -hmm. like I said, it's a skill you just learn over time. And, you know, you're going to have your bumps in the road. But eventually you get there. Eventually you get yeah. there. Yeah. And then you yeah, and, it, and, and then you learn like the words that you say all the time and you learn how to cut out the ums and uhs and dead pauses and I realize like going back the last couple of weeks I've been kind of listening to see if I've been like slipping in anything. The word I've picked up a lot that I I have seen to have uh picked up and used as a transition word is so. Yeah. And it really bothered me especially on the 20th anniversary episode that we did. So was a word that I used probably like 20 to 30 times in about 40 minutes. And it really bothered mm -hmm. me. And I 
I remember I was listening. I don't even remember what podcast it was at, the, at, a, at a point, although all of them have probably said it. They're like, yeah, you just learn how to speak better when you listen to your old episodes and you try to critique yourself and your team and pass on the knowledge of what you know. And it's look, your first episode is never going to be good. This is for all you aspiring podcasters out there who are listening to the pros here at Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. Okay. Your Ooh, first the full title. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's well, how you know he's serious. I have to say the Xbox podcast because there are so many Arsenal football club podcasts. Yeah, that sucks. So, and I didn't realize that, that when we named the hey, show. Arsenal, how did you do this weekend, by the way? Arsenal fans, how'd you do this weekend? <laughs> oh, snap! Uh, Okay. I'm, assuming not, not anger. I'm assuming yeah, they lost. I'm assuming they lost. Okay. They lost to the Reds, Liverpool. Yeah. I I wonder. Handed them a beatdown. Sorry. I I wonder. No, it's fine. I wonder sometimes if there have been people who have checked out our podcast thinking it was a football, like something to do with the Arsenals. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I think <laughs> I someone think just in the chat. I think there's actually a review, like I think there's actually a review, Jesse, from like right before we, uh, right before we ended the show's run, before we brought it back, that was like this is yeah. not a soccer podcast. I think there's actually a review on the show that says that. Oh. Well, it's a good <laughs> reminder. Yeah, it's a yeah. good reminder. Yeah. So. No, I mean, yeah, like that's, uh, yeah, going and expecting one thing, and you know, I can see where it's like, yeah. You, if you want to let people know, hey, this is not, that's fine. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we used to, we used to just say, I think, just Arsenal X. I don't think we really put the uh, the Xbox podcast, you know, stuff at the end of it, at, in the beginning there. No, we used to just uh, say it like, first. like when we were doing Nerds Gone Rogue stuff, we just like, because we just put an Xbox podcast on stuff just to like like it wasn't on our box art or anything it was just like in our organization materials we just said oh it's the xbox podcast and obviously you know now we say the xbox podcast because it's the only xbox podcast you need to listen to every week no questions asked damn right so hell yeah see my son's excited he's screaming for us yeah he's like xbox 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 (laughs) Arsenal X, Arsenal X. <laughs> I was... So as you as you develop more more time behind the microphone, you listen to yourself when you have to. It's going to be cringy. You're going to hate the sound of your voice. You're going to over critique yourself. You're going to be start to be obsessed with. I need a better microphone so I can sound better. And then I need a soundboard. And then I need to do some like kind of post editing work to like make my voice sound more even keel or whatever. You become obsessed with that. And I'm mm-hmm. speaking from personal experience because I became obsessed with that for a while. And eventually you get to a point where it's like using Corey's words exactly. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You start to t- you start to get rid of a lot of those filler words, the ums and the uhs and the so's. And it's perfectly acceptable to have like a little bit of silence, a little bit of just nothing. Just don't say anything. It's yeah. Instead of being compelled to say, uh, don't say anything. You can fill that same amount of time that you say, uh, with nothing. So you can formulate your own thought and continue on with your conversation. It's definitely better to formulate your own thought in silence than just to 
uh, you know, say um and us and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody always has those things that they say all the time. I say sick way too much. I've gotten better. <laughs> yeah, but that's going on a shirt. Sick. Speaking of shirts, guys. Oh, speaking man. of shirts, by the time this posts on podcast services, you will be able to purchase your very own Arsenal X, the Xbox shirt on our store. You can go really? to There's a store. You can go to bossrush.net and click on the store menu option until I figure out how I can just put bossrush.net slash store. And then it'll take you to our storefront. <laughs> so I I have been fiddling around with stuff for the store and uh, it's pending review. The design is pending review right now. The only one that's been approved right now is the Boss Rush Riders team shirt. And also mugs, stickers, blankets. If you have a significant other that wears mini skirts, also available. Hey. <laughs> Should have put Arsenal XXX, am I right? Ha! <laughs> After dark. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's coming. I'm very excited to finally get stuff up there. I went with Redbubble again just because it's it's the easiest store to navigate. It's the easiest to upload and get your stuff searched for. And There's everything. a Boss Rush writing team dress. There is. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And pillows. Cool. And pillows. Okay, right. I can I can definitely see Lasby snuggling up on his couch on one of them big throw pillows, <laughs> drinking out of coffee or tea. He seems like a tea guy. I think I remember him saying he's a tea guy. Oh, oh yeah, I think mugs. him and I have talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. With his pinky out, writing something really important for the website or grading papers or something because he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. He used the wrong where. He just spelled it W-H-E-R. It's supposed to be W-E-R-E. Negative 10. <laughs> Sorry, David. F. Ah. <laughs> Failed. Learn English. Write it again. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna. Uh, I actually bought an Xbox shirt over the weekend. It's just not washed quite yet. So yeah, I would but, like uh, to get some official 20th anniversary merch from the store. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <clears throat> I really I, want the uh, the Forza controller. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. The uh, someone ate a bunch of Fruit Loops and threw up yeah. over a controller. That one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's fine. I just, yeah, it's just, that's the thing is it's just so different and just weird and unique that full of color. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It is a cool, it is a cool controller. The Halo one that comes with the console, however, is awesome as well. I wish they would sell I, that separately. I hate that they don't sell that separately. I, I know. hate that so much. I know. I hate I like- that the Elite controllers, the, they should have put the Elite controller in the box with the console and sold the regular controllers for yeah. simpletons like us. Yeah. Us plebs yeah. that just uh, don't sit at a computer all day waiting for the Xbox Halo series to drop. Mm. I like the uh, the see-through uh, 20th anniversary Xbox controller, too, that's yeah, got the, that's cool. yeah. the gr- green green grips on it. I guess it's more like the the grips on it are more like the, uh, the Pro controller, though. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, regular. I wonder if Phil, Phil, our buddy Phil, over there, our Lord and Savior, over there at Xbox. You might have heard of him, Phil. Yeah. Uh, 
played a lot of his Switch with the Pro Controller. I was like, you know what, guys? I like this color. It's transparent. You can put little secrets in there. We should do that for our controller, our cool controller. And they're like, <laughs> okay, Phil, we'll do it, but we'll put green on it. He's like, great thinking. Publish. <laughs> Hit publish. Here's all the money. Make it happen. Our Lord and Savior. Oh, man. Love it. I love it, guys. You know what else I love? Housekeeping. This is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about Xbox and everything we love about it, from news, rumors, new games, Game Pass, and more. Check out Arsenal X Live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Central, on or on podcast services on YouTube on Tuesday mornings. I fudged that all up. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. It, people get it. Follow us on all social media platforms at Phosphorus Network, or you can catch all of our podcast reviews, banter pieces, and more on our website at phosphorus.net. Like I mentioned earlier, check out the store for your Arsenal X goodies. I'll probably have to adjust the prices on some things because, like, Redbubble tends to overprice things, and I just noticed that as I was looking at the store just now. So I'm going to adjust the prices. But that should all be fixed by the time you go look. Anyways, we're going to jump into what we've been playing. Stoy, 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 Stoy. You have an interesting <laughs> list of games that you have been playing. Let's hear about it. Well, once Xbox dropped that list of uh, backwards compatibility games besides the first game that was being dropped that was called 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, which, interestingly enough, <laughs> that game has jumped in price a lot. Yeah, by like, on eBay. by like $130. Yeah, because they took it off the digital storefront. That's why. So you can't, you can't download you, it. You can plug in an Xbox 360 and purchase it from the 360 store. And then okay. download, it download it to your Series X. You cannot buy it through the Series X store. You have to buy it through the 360 store. Got it. I did okay, that. That makes sense. What was the other game? Oh, there's another game like that. Jet Set or Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio, whichever one's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's backwards compatible, but you can't buy it through the Series X store. But you can still go back to the 360 and purchase it through there and then download it on your Series X. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, so a ladies lot of, and gentlemen, dust off those 360s. Yeah, pro tip. If you want a game that is backwards compatible from the 360 era and you can't purchase it through the Series X, try plugging in your 360 and going through the store there. Granted, store is really slow. takes a lot of time to catch up and search for things. But yes, it could be worth <laughs> it. Could be worth it. Hey, tip. what's a little bit of extra time to play 50 Cent? Come on. Dude, I yeah. watched I watched uh I watched somebody play like an like probably t- 20 minutes of it today. I was just like scrolling through and saw somebody playing it. Dude, that game's that game's Gears of War. It's just it straight is. up it's Gears, of much War. Gears of War. Yeah, it is. It's Gears of War. But that's why it works so well because they took a tried and true formula. Like this game is good. Let's just make that same game instead of Marcus Phoenix, let's just put Fiddy. And there you go. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. I the other game I saw on the list that I was happy about is a little game called Advent Rising that had a very tumultuous development cycle. 
very tumultuous release, and grand aspirations, good hopes of it to be the next big trilogy for the Xbox, but just crashed and burned and failed. Because right in the box, right in the box, because I pulled this off my shelf, right in the box it says, enter for a chance to win a million dollar prize. And they didn't recoup their costs enough to have the million dollar raffle, so they canceled it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but <clears throat> I mean, it was a good, it was a good idea. It was a good game. It was a really good science fiction action adventure game written by Orson Scott Card, who's very well known in the uh, sci-fi uh, writing universe. So, and it had a really good story. I mean, uh, admittedly, I kind of forgot a lot of the main details, but your character is like this alien god. These aliens come in. And they tell you, like, hey, humanity is about to be wiped out, just to let you know. And it's going to be happening in, like, ten minutes. And humanity's like, what? <laughs> so then all of a sudden, hell breaks loose. The armies start to, these alien armies start to kind of, you know, invade. And then these aliens realize that, because these aliens that are warning you about this invasion worship the humanity as, as gods. Like, basically, like, you know, well, you guys are, like, the kind of, holy shit, you guys are big shit. Which is kind of interesting because humans don't really think of themselves as like we, we, we're not that big. So the um, the game is very much like third person action adventure. You're running around, you're dual wielding weapons, and you can kind of mix and match how you want it. So you can pick up two handguns, you can dual wield two assault rifles, you can wield an assault rifle and a rocket launcher or lasers, whatever. But <laughs> For an Xbox game, they cleaned it up, and they smoothed out the frame rate, so they actually put some work into this. And if you were to play it now, like, for the first time, like, if you've never played it before, it actually holds up. Like, it's actually a lot of—it's a fun game. I mean, granted, the you know, the graphics can be a little bit blocky, but that was the product of its time. This game came out 15 years ago. And—but the game holds up really well. The action's really smooth. There's plenty of stuff to go around. What I like is that— this game doesn't inundate you with like cutscene after cutscene after every time you reach a different level. Like they don't have to like fill you with a bunch of story filler, like every five ten minutes. Like the objective is like get go from here to here, and you have a long sequence of action sequences, whatever, going through long gameplay sequences, and then, you know, they don't like shove a cutscene down your throat for like five minutes. It's just like, okay, you got here. And now you got to go there or now you got there. Now you got to go there. So there's plenty of gameplay to be had. And especially if you like get into the mode, sometimes, you know, when you play these like narrative games, you really get into the mode of just like, oh man, this is a really good action sequence. Like, and then all of a sudden, bam, five minute cutscene. It's like, oh God. So, <laughs> um, you know, reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, th th this is, this is done really well where it's just like action, 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 action. Cutscene, action, 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 action. It's really good. So I'm having a good time with it. I, I, made, I knocked out a couple hours of it earlier in the week. But I finally downloaded Resident Evil 4 VR for the Oculus Quest 2. And it's yes. the first time I've put on my Oculus Quest 2, actually, in a while. So have you guys, you guys have played Resident Evil 4, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's good <laughs> in that... It was it was revolutionary for the Resident Evil universe at the time because it it was it, it took a lot more survival this time around than horror, so it became more action focused. And the VR translation is literally like 
first person mode. So like Armature is the developer, you know, the guys that made Recore. Remember Recore? <laughs> yeah. That um, that gem. Remember you you, you remember that? <laughs> um the um they also made uh Batman uh Arkham Origins Blackgate. That was a good one. I like that one. It's a Batman Metroidvania. The so, so so they took that game, Resident Evil 4, turned it first person mode, and made it more of an action game. Like the game is super fun. Like it it takes it's literally the same game, Resident Evil 4, faithfully recreated in a completely different, you know, viewpoint. We're talking first person, and obviously you see your hands, and you know, you're obviously using your handgun, you're using your shotgun. I got about like an hour and a half into it, and Everything has been faithfully recreated, like that same amount of tension, same amount of action, except now the action is a little bit faster because you can actually run and shoot at the same time as opposed to like you can only like stand still and shoot like in, Mm -hmm. you know, the original game. So, yeah, because there was like so many moments where like, you know, like say in that main village area where you walk into this main village area and all of a sudden like all these villagers start coming at you with their little pitchforks and the or whatever. I don't speak Spanish. Wow, but someone's going to um, yell at you in the comments for being a racist. No, I was not. I was, that, that, that was a celebration of your culture. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a celebration. Uh, anyway. Forza Horizon 5 is a celebration of the culture. Okay. Please don't cancel us. Please Whoa. don't cancel us. Look, it's okay. All right, look, uh, we're going to be us, people. Listen, that can only be me. Gonna be me. But they, uh, so there's a lot of those moments where you can kind of get overwhelmed. And in the original Resident Evil game, you know, I obviously couldn't like shoot and move at the same time. But in this one, you can. You can actually kind of like move with your joystick and then like, you know, shoot at the same time to kind of get yourself a little bit of distance. Uh, Leon's knife is like super huge. We're talking like Rambo, Skimitar, like knife or whatever. <laughs> and it's nice because you can have. You can have two different control sets where you can uh, have your weapons selectable on a weapon wheel, or you could kind of pull them from your body. So, like, say, for example, your knife is on your left shoulder. So, like, you grab your left shoulder, and you, you know, you grab and you pull your knife out. Uh, Your handgun is in your right hip. The ammo is in your left hip. So, if you need to reload your handgun, you just pull the magazine from your left hip and load it, you know, just like you would. And uh, same with the shotgun. So, like, the shotgun is over your right shoulder or whatever your secondary weapon is because you can manually select whatever your secondary weapon is. You pull over your right shoulder and you grab it, and then the shells, obviously, you put in just like a normal shotgun. And the I think the healing items is left shoulder. So you go over your left shoulder and you pull it out that way. Um, what I've heard is, like, uh, women having a real bad time with grabbing the knife from their chest. Because if you're in the heat of the moment and you need to pull a weapon out, you're forcefully grabbing that knife, but you don't know your own strength, so you literally hit yourself <laughs> as you're as you're grabbing it. And I've experienced this before too, but I've read that actually women have an issue with this because obviously they're punching themselves in the boob, and that 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 hurts. Yeah. I mean, my my pecs are like rock hard, like we're talking like solid solid steel chunks of metal, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just embedded in my pecs, so like I don't feel it, but I can imagine someone that was significantly weaker than me, or you know, would would feel pain. But you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, like my packs are made of woman, steel. Yeah. Made of pure steel, pure iron. <laughs> yeah, so like you, sometimes you don't know your own strength, and when you're moving around, you're trying to grab the gun. There was one time I tried to grab the knife quickly, and I accidentally went over my shoulder, and I pulled out a green herb. <laughs> <laughs> and the enemies are coming at me, and I'm like, take that, <laughs> waving my grave, waving that green herb around, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> so no, but. but Armature did such a good job with this. Such a good job in this. Like, the graphics are clear. I'm playing in full immersion mode, so movement, you know, if you could take smooth movements and real-time movement instead of doing the snap turning and the warping around the map and stuff, if you could take that, man, this game runs super great. Super smooth on the Oculus Quest 2 and just, man, those action sequences are just so fun, especially in VR. It just adds another level because I've replayed this game quite a few times. And admittedly, it's been a while since I last played it because I'm like, ah, I've kind of, this has kind of been done done and done with. But this adds another level of, oh, man, I, I want to get back into this again. And so um, I'm eagerly awaiting the next time I can kind of play it. So, yeah, this like, honestly, this was uh, a big thing for me that made me want to get an Oculus Quest 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't yet, but it, it's definitely something I want to do because I've. I've played uh, Resident Evil, you know, seven on in VR on on PlayStation. That's terrifying. That's yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Like there there were times yeah. where I'm like, ha, 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 I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing is like you know like horror movies, horror games. That stuff does not scare me, mm-hmm. like at all. But man, when you're put in you when you're put in a situation where You'd have no idea when you're walking around a corner if something's going to be there or not. Like, it's just so much different. It's so much different. It really is. Like, I play, I'm pretty sure you guys have played the PT demo years ago when it came out. Um, and they, someone faithfully recreated that game in full VR mode. Oh. Like, created everything. <laughs> and I remember putting that headset on. I couldn't play longer than 10 minutes. Yeah, I couldn't because I, I, it, it was like I played the game numerous times because I showed the game numerous times to people and I've gone back and forth with it because I still have the PlayStation 4 with it installed on it. And I would never get rid of that PlayStation 4 that I have. But yeah, the um, playing that in VR, I was like, I couldn't get past 10 minutes. It was like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, because like yes. I even like like. I made my wife play. I uh, made my wife play uh, Rush of uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, mm-hmm. uh, which is another really good one on PSVR. Like it's, I know it's just a sit down, like you know, arcade shooter type kind of thing, but it's still it's just fun. You're on a roller coaster ride and shooting at things and stuff. It's it's fun. Yeah, that's definitely an easy one to get people's feet wet in terms of VR because. I mean, a lot of a lot of VR games now are very accessible for a lot of people. So, like, if you don't have a lot of space, you can play Resident Evil 4 because it doesn't require you to move all around the room. Um, but you can so you could sit down and play this if you wanted to. Like, there's actually right. a setting where you can actually, okay, are you sitting or are you standing? So, like, I like to stand when I play VR games because I like to kind of turn and move around. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So this is a uh, if you have an Oculus Quest 2, 
this is a must-have. Like, absolute must-have. This is up there with, like, games like Beat Saber and Super Hot and stuff like that, where it's like, these are, this is a must-have title. It's 40 bucks. It's definitely worth every, every, every dollar that you spend. Definitely worth it. It's only on Quest 2, though, right? Yep. Yep. Exclusive to Quest 2. Just, yeah, I just want to make that clear. Hot. I just wanted to, like, if people just aren't keeping up with VR stuff on other platforms, just, you know. And, and admittedly, like, <clears throat> VR, VR had this really big push, like, a couple years ago, and it's kind of tapered off. Like, it's it's still a thing. There's still development working on it. There's still games coming out for it, but it's not the big titles that you expect. So this is probably one of the biggest titles to come out this year for a VR headset. You know, like... Like, I mean, AAA quality, even though it's not quite AAA quality, but it's still like this is a must-have IP to, you know, that's exclusive to the platform. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think like right now, you know, I mean, PSVR is like they, they're eventually planning on making a new one. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Quest 2 makes it so much easier to not being tethered to a computer or a console. Yeah. You know, like that, that's, I think, why, why they, you know, they probably chose to bring it there only because, I mean, it's, you know, like, it's still not like super, super popular, but it, it's, it's still pretty popular, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. It's, and, and that's where I, I wonder where Sony's going to go with their VR headset, because they said they're developing like a PSVR 2, but, yeah. you know, you get, you get the immense amount of freedom with the Quest 2 that's really nice. However, you don't have the hardware that can play yeah. some of these higher quality games. Um, but obviously, the Quest Two has the ability where you can tether to an actual PC and you can play like games like Half Life Alex, for example. Yeah. You can't play that on the Quest Two unless you're tethered, or you have a Oculus Rift S, which is the kind of the you know flagship kind of higher quality hardware-wise VR headset. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've. I've wondered if they have something inside the PS5 where, where yeah, literally all you'd have to do at some point is just tether it to it, and it, mm-hmm. you know you don't have to worry about all the stupid big box of of pieces you gotta plug in. Like that, the PS5 that was annoying, is, yeah. so, is so annoying. Yeah, but that I, was I annoying. Mean, it's good, but it's it's annoying. Yeah. 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 I and I like. I'm hoping eventually Microsoft is going to, you know, like do something <clears throat> with consoles. I don't know that it's going to be anytime soon, but they keep I, saying, I, I know wonder, Phil Spencer keeps saying that it's not in the cards. I wonder if yeah. that's something because I mean, I know they have like a unique PC strategy kind of thing going on right now. Like, I wonder if they're just going to leave that and if they'll partner with someone like valve or someone to just i mean they i mean i guess valve already runs on windows i mean like it's just i wonder if they'll just say that's the vr platform if you want to play if you want in microsoft's vr uh platform of choice you have to play on a pc and go through steam or someone like that you know i think they're perfectly comfortable not having vr on xbox at the moment we'll see like or my or my theory was that that because <coughs> owns oculus like i was thinking that we would eventually just get it where they would work on a being able to tether the quest to the to the series x 
and be able to play you know games yeah. like that way if you wanted I mean, they, to they do have but... that entire like partnership with facebook because i mean remember when they sold mixer to fa- the mixer technology to facebook they have their whole kind of cloud gaming initiative with facebook that ha- we haven't seen anything from yet like maybe you're right jesse maybe that's maybe facebook's uh stuff is is maybe they partner with facebook to get like an uh, xbox version of oculus you know yeah that'd be cool yeah i, I see yeah. I, and i thought that i thought that uh, before facebook bought them out i thought that microsoft was going to work some sort of partnership with oculus at the time to be like obviously if you can play the oculus wh- whatever new iteration of oculus the headset that they came out with like it could, you could also, you not only can you plug it into a PC, but you can actually plug it into an Xbox and have it be like that, maybe the Series mm-hmm. X or whatever the new ones at the time. But once Facebook came in and bought it, so I was like, all right, never mind, that's done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's something that takes a lot more planning and like, you know, detailing what, you know, they just want to take their time, I think, before they decide you know, make any decisions on, on stepping into that because right. I mean that, you know, that will, it's not a, it's not a cheap area of, of, uh, you know, building games and creating games. I mean, it's, it's still, you know, like it's still pretty much in an infancy stage. I mean, until like all the big major platforms are, are supporting VR like full on, it's, it's still, you know, a pretty niche, well, there's still, a, yeah, there still is a, like you said, there still is a contingent of people and gamers out there that really think it's a gimmick. Yeah. You know, and the VR headsets are more, much more versatile than that. Like, it's not just a place to play games. Like, it's a place to watch movies, to watch videos, to even, like, they have, like, mini experiences where, like, you know, you can actually, like, navigate through, um, you, you know, real-life areas, and mm-hmm. which is something that's pretty cool or narrative stories that you can kind of watch and be a part of it's it's there's so much vr headsets can do that's more than just games and um is it going to be a place where we're going to get a lot of big triple a titles probably not there's a lot of games out there that are kind of like maybe double a at the most but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean your resident evils and stuff are are very few and far you know between Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like that's they're really the only ones to really be it, the bigger games that are that are all in for mm-hmm. the most part. So, but otherwise, Jesse, what have you been playing? So I I actually uh, we talked about it earlier, but I played I've played the XL One uh, game, and it's like it's a really really you know calm and relaxing, just fun kind of game, but it, it definitely takes some like getting used to trying to figure out like how to do things mm-hmm. but essentially like really like as far as i've played like you're you're just basically you're you're figuring out a way to get from point a to point b and then you kind of get some like story in between um so so like one of the cool things is like there'll be these areas where there's storms and stuff and in order to be able to make your little disc thing fly you've got to turn into a ball and you roll on the ground and you kind of store up energy 
and then once once you roll up a hill if you you got to try to flatten out at the right time to to use that hill to kind of bounce off of it and go flying up high and then like you're it will kind of you'll see this like orange in the back of your disc area that starts to kind of fade out meaning that you're running out of energy and then you got to restore it but there there'll be these uh storms in certain areas that will just continuously as long as you fly in it it Mm -hmm. refills your energy and gives you you know so then you can kind of you know like try to plan your flight where you're staying in those storm clouds to kind of you know get your way there without having to roll on the ground um yeah it's i mean it's just super relaxing and laid back but like sometimes when you're flying in the clouds you'll see like a literally like a flash on the screen of of some kind of uh situation or something that had happened or you had seen or whatever or like a memory um kind of flash on the screen and so as you're going i feel like you're gonna learn more about those things that they're just kind of throwing at you and you you have no context as to what it is or or why you're seeing it um so yeah like i it's like gameplay wise it's it's pretty relaxing and it's just kind of like you're almost floating through us like literally floating through a story um but yeah it's 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 fun and it's definitely a different and unique way of doing something and and i always love that like you know like i i've been playing that inscription and and i you know it's kind of like that where it's just a a very unique way of having a gameplay that that is also feeding you story but it's kind of like not your your normal way of doing it i guess is is the best way to describe it so yeah like i i think it's definitely worth giving it a try and and you know if you just feel like a chill you know like you just want something chill that's not too difficult or or takes a lot of thought like it's definitely one of those kind of games like a podcast game too honestly mm-hmm. like if you just want to float around um it did take a little bit though of, you know trying to get used to just really mastering that that roll up a hill and and you know flattening out to really get the best out of it um but but outside of that i mean it's it's a really good game and i i do like what they're doing with it so i probably i definitely am going to go back to it again Ooh. you know it's kind of one of those games i got to be in the mood for like you know um yeah kind of like a relaxing chill mood like not yeah you know obviously maybe it's like you know a rough day i know sometimes i have those where it's like a rough long day and it's just like i just want to play like a walking simulator type game or just like a kind of like a chill atmospheric game and that sounds like something that would be like that where it's like man i just want to play something chill yeah or like even if you just like like me a lot of times when i get home from work i want to do something to wind down a little bit before I go to bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a perfect game for something like that too, is just kind of like reading a good book or something, you know? Right. Uh, so yeah, I played that. And then I also, uh, I also tried out the, uh, that, the, uh, what's it, the rocket game that's on, that they added to game pass where you build your own rockets and stuff. Kerbal space program. Uh, the yeah, 
What is yeah, it? I think is it the one with the little aliens that you blow up? No, no, no. It's the one where you build rockets and you have to launch them yourself. Um, it's the um, I. Uh, oh man, I'm, why, why am I drawing a blank on that? I, oh, is it the one where you can t- attach like teddy bears to the top of it and like you start yeah. out with like a bottle rocket and then you work your way up to like a like the big yeah. rockets? Yeah. Yeah, I just and I uh, I just played it and I. I'm like looking. literally, I was playing it before we before we started the show. I'm so looking I for it. Down. I won't forget it. <laughs> Dang it! Ah! Oh, I have one. Yeah, I have one thing to put one uh, thing to turn in. Quest to turn in. Neat. I can't find the rocket game. Rocket yeah, well, man. I, I don't. Yeah, I was trying to search the game pass. Part, but I don't, I can't find it. But yeah, um. But anyways, like while you're looking for the name of it, it's so yeah. You you basically you you're like you're this person who's who's wants to start your own. Um, it's like YouTube, but it's it's called like like uh rocket tube or space tube or something like that. Okay. Um, and, and so like, you want to be this, you know, an influencer and, you know, and build these rockets and, and then you record, you know, you record you, uh, launching them and stuff and then you upload them and like, there's a whole, like all kinds of stuff, like with dealing with like social media or like you're in a chat rooms with different people and like, you've got a chat room for, the people you're buying the parts from and like it's it's interesting it's i don't i don't know like i hope eventually it gets to the point of where like you have just a whole bunch of crazy parts that you can go crazy with with building and i believe you know that we've seen that much in the uh, preview for it but like in the beginning it kind of starts off pretty slow you know you're given your you get the tube, the the little fins, the you know the end, the cap piece, and then and then your uh, little booster uh, thing, and you know, and you just start off with making your basic you know rocket that you can go and get at any you know most uh, uh, hobby shops or whatever, and then yeah, like so I you know you upload the videos, and then it will say oh you know I've got a thousand whatever views. And then, you know, and then it says that, you know, you've got so many subscribers. And so, like, basically the idea of this game is to try to get as many subscribers to your your uh, YouTube page as you can. And and then that that gives you more and more uh, revenue to, I believe, to, like, buy more and more stuff. And, yeah, so, like, one of the kids, like, these kids says... Hey, uh, you know, I really liked your video or whatever. Would you, you know, would you do a video and make my my teddy bear, you know, like into a rocket? He's like, and like, I'd love to see, you know, him fly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, you, you murdered the you bear, can... didn't you? Jeez. No, no he, Jesus, he... Jesse. <laughs> he ended up like Combat Carl from Toy Story. God did it to himself. No. <laughs> um yeah so like it's i don't know like 
I think once, like I said, like once you unlock more stuff and can just kind of go crazy with it, I think it will be a lot more fun. But in the beginning, like I'm, I'm not super into the whole like YouTube, like whole, I get it. They're trying to have like a whole story narrative to it. Um, but I'll be honest, I think it would just be kind of fun to just have a whole bunch of pieces that you could just mess around with and try to make something and, you know, kind of similar to like, a like those bridge builder games kind of where, where you like, you just, you know, mess around with things and you got to figure out what works and what doesn't and, you know, and then get graded on it after you launch the rocket, get graded on it and, you know, and try to improve and, and do better. So, I don't know. It's it's not bad, but I'm glad I tried it. But I don't I don't think it's it's something I'm probably going to spend too much more time with. But it is a it is a cool idea, you know, for the most part. So So yeah, and then obviously Halo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played Halo multiplayer and loving that. So Yeah. But that's that's about it for me. Halo is a game. <laughs> is it though? It is. You guys make it sound like it's an experience, dude. It was. It was such. A, it was such a great experience last night, especially last night, because it's like that was the first time I got to play with friends. You know, because I played with yeah, uh, I played with Jesse and uh, his friend Pat. So we were playing. How long did we play? Like three, three and a half hours last night. Jesse it was a long. Yeah. It was a while. It was to the point where, like, it yeah. got to the point where it was yeah. later than I normally stay up, and I was like, "Man, I should probably, I should probably go to bed." And I probably played two or three more matches than I should have. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you were like, "It'd be like, like uh, I don't, I don't know if the kids are gonna decide to get up early tomorrow, so I should yeah. probably get get to bed." Spoilers: <laughs> they they woke up at like seven, so it was a good thing I I went. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my kids normally get up at six. Look, if <laughs> I if I wasn't keeping myself cognizant, I would have played till like three o'clock in the morning. It was so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was so fun. And by the way, I suck at Halo, but it was still fun. Aww. It fun. It's one of those yeah. games that's like really fun to suck at, especially when you're like playing with friends who don't care that you suck, <laughs> like Jesse yeah. and Pat. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, my KD's like barely one, maybe <laughs> most of the time. And, uh, you know, I like playing the objective modes like uh, capture the zones and capture the flag and oddball and stuff. And big team. Yeah. That was that was my first real experience with big team battle also. So learning those new maps was cool. And I don't know. Halo is. I wrote a I wrote a piece on the website this weekend about uh halo and kind of like the ups and downs in my experience with halo infinite so far and uh this is this year was the perfect year for halo infinite's multiplayer to be not only be free to play but be out in general right like it's Mm -hmm. it and there's a few things i wish they would change like i want them to have you know just a team slayer playlist or a swap playlist which i'm assume are going to come at the point or at launch of the campaign, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my thought too. I think we'll get a we'll get a major update on on that yeah. kind of stuff uh, once the game launches. 
Yeah. But for right now, I think they just wanted people to get familiar with yeah. all the game types. Yeah, I mean, te- you know? it's in, it's still in beta, right? I mean, that's the yeah. They're gonna use that yeah. tag until the game comes out. And a lot of the weapons from Halo Four and Five are still missing. A lot of the Covenant weapons are still missing. All the Promethean we- or the Pro, yeah, right? Prometheans, that's what they're called, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so, isn't it? I don't uh, know. That doesn't sound right. Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Halo. Pro, pro, pro something. P. It starts with a P. Anyways, all those shiny Metroid-y looking weapons are, are missing. Uh, that glow orange. Yeah. They're all missing. But there's a lot of cool new weapons from, from the Brutes and... Uh, what was that one you you always were chasing? The Mauler? Is that what it was called? Yeah, the Mauler is. Yeah, it's like a. It's like that hand like a, cannon shotgun type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a like a a revolver, like a Magnum revolver, but it shoots like I feel like it just shoots like big spikes or something. Yeah, and then there's the the impaler weapon that just literally just shoots spikes out. Yeah, it just shoots one big large spike. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there's like, a it, there's a there's a couple burst rifles, covenant burst rifles that are in there that are cool. Uh the shotgun. I don't like the design of the shotgun, the new uh UNSC shotgun that's in there, but it hits hard. And at the end of the day, I guess like the designs of the weapons don't really matter. I wish the battle rifle hit a little bit harder, but I know they're like kind of tweaking stuff, and I know the battle rifle was something they said was too powerful in the test flights, so maybe they're still trying to balance everything before launch. I mean, they have three weeks to balance these weapons, so I'm not really concerned. But the lack of playlists and the battle pass progression, which they've kind of addressed already, were like the two kind of biggest complaints that I had. But the moment-to-moment gameplay and the guns and just laughing with your friends is all still there. Dude, it took me it took me back to college when the Xbox was in our common room and it literally literally the Xbox never turned off. It was always on. It never turned off to the point yeah. where to the point where like the box would just run hot and we had to put like a blanket underneath it because it was literally <laughs> leaving a ring in the table it was sitting on because it was on all the time. And Halo, like Halo 2 never left uh, the box unless we were going to play Halo 1 one night, like a giant LAN party of Halo 1. Like it, it just never turned off. It took me back to those nights. It took me back to like playing Halo 3 in Gears yeah. with friends right when, you know, those games were coming out on 360. Like it took me back to a part of life where I was like, I didn't have any responsibilities or really worries or cares. And it was just really nice to sit last night and even though we weren't sitting in the same room or whatever, you know, like it still brought me back to those nights where Halo was a, was the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah. And I think with Halo Infinite's multiplayer being free, Call of Duty seemingly having a down year, Battlefield being extremely broken and both of those games costing $70 plus. Yeah. Halo is extremely yeah. polished. It's free. It's fun. Everything just works. The cosmetics are even cool. You know, I thought I love the Reach cosmetics that they that they have for the for the multiplayer game, the battle pass this season. And then the 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 only thing I'm like, I was watching some uh, the giant bomb discussion on Halo Infinite's campaign, 
The only thing that's going to really suck, based on the way the campaign is kind of designed, is tackling this campaign with two or three other friends would be extremely fun. Yeah. Like, to the point... You gotta wait till, like, about March, huh? Yeah. I know. They said May. They said co-op would probably not even hit until at least May. Which yeah, kind of sucks. Which is really a bummer. But that's also when season two launches of the ba- of the multiplayer, so they could do like a big kind of, I don't know, event surrounding co op and Forge is also coming. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah, I think it would be really cool for us to just hang out one night, maybe do the show through like maybe just like a let's play show of Arsenal X while we play through the campaign, like the opening missions of the campaign or whatever, one night. Or maybe just yeah. stream it on a Saturday night or Friday night or whatever if we're both if we're all available or you know a couple of us are available mm-hmm. whatever like just get it in there. Yeah, Halo Infinite is special. What I wrote in my uh, piece on the website, I said Halo, Halo's multiplayer is back and it's back with a vengeance, and I really think Halo is going to. I think it's going to be in the conversation of Fortnite and Warzone. And I think that their plan to keep this game around for 10 plus years is actually going to work, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it sounds like it's going to be similar to like Warzone because Warzone passes along with each passing Call of Duty. Uh-huh. You know, but like at, at the very least, I'm, I hope we'll get at least more Halos in terms of campaigns. Mm-hmm. Well, they, mm-hmm. they said that they're they're aiming to add story content as well as multiplayer content so very cool yeah i don't know if you guys played played halo 4's kind of the spartan ops campaigns what i'm imagining is that idea wasn't fleshed out and too ahead of its time to really be a like a, a a proper kind of source of of gameplay for them but what I'm imagining is they're going to have seasons of Spartan Ops as well, where maybe you're not Master Chief, but you're your own multiplayer Spartan and you go on missions with your friends on the Halo ring and kind of like solve new secrets, tell new stories. And that's how they get the ODST style content mm-hmm. in there. But with your Spartan. Like I said, I still think it would be cool to like to play games off those branching storylines. It would be really nice to have like, you know, to see more of what's going on in the Halo universe besides mm-hmm. just Master Chief. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean they're kind of setting that up with the multiplayer like good. If you if you play the intro if you play the like the um the intro thing to like the story kind of part of the the multiplayer, they kind of, you know, explain, you know, this they've built this this arena for for these people to to become Spartans and mm-hmm. to get better, so they can go out there and you know do all the other work that's happening while you know Ma- while uh, Master Chief is out doing his thing, mm-hmm. and like you know like we we've seen part of some of the story that they drop in the that video where the one girl is out hiding and and uh she's uh, you know among the covenant or whatever and then uh you know like she get, gets seen by them and then spartans show up to help her and then she eventually becomes the spart you know a spartan who's uh you know a leader a high a high up leader yeah and so yeah they kind of explain the whole 
multiplayer is being where where they're trained yeah uh, to become heroes yeah know? and like mm-hmm. the the like the the multiplayer is kind of like hey we're training you for combat and then what i'm imagining is that they're going to integrate that spartan ops idea from halo 4 and and she's going to be like your your point person where she's going to be like hey can you go to can you go to this location investigate and you go do a mission for that, and then you level up your Spartan that way. Because what they were saying with the single-player campaign is it's actually has RPG elements where you can find, like, upgrades for your shield, like your overshield on the ground, and, like, then you can kind of be build Master Chief the way that you play. Like, if, you, if you're a running gun, you can upgrade your shield and have a big, huge shield and build, you know, build up your shotgun uh, stuff and... and you know, kind of go in, kind of guns blazing, or you can kind of build cool. yourself out as like, okay, well, I want to have a uh, better, sni- uh, better sniper build, and you can build your chief out that way. Although I don't know how you would want to do that, because to me, Halo's always been a let's run in and just blast people with all kinds of <laughs> crazy weapons. Yeah, but I mean, that, but they want to give... I think the whole idea of this game is they want people to be able to play it how they want to play it, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, like kind of like the, the you know, a lot of people have, have uh, related it to the Far Cry games or, you know, and stuff like and, that. And the thing is, is like, since I've never really played a Far like Far Cry game since like three, this whole idea of a first person, let's go capture the outposts and take guys out and grab the thing and activate it and now it's our outpost type deal is going to be a fresh idea for me even though like far cry has been around forever and i kind of bought three four and five to kind of play through because i've been (laughs) wanting to for a while and i just haven't but yeah halo infinite's multiplayer is going to be a force to be reckoned with over the next year probably until i would say probably uh, Modern Warfare 2 comes out next year I would say for it to maybe be dethroned to someone's kind of primary if you're looking for a Call of Duty to play or whatever, something different uh, again I don't think what I was talking about uh, on Tower Casuals the other day was like if, you, if, you look, if you're looking for a PvP game where you don't have to think about builds, where you don't have to think about weapon loadouts or anything you have your loadout, you go find the power weapons, you go find your preferred weapon on the field, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to make sure that my chest piece lines up with my uh, hand cannon and my power weapon in my power slot to kind of create this build to make sure that my super can go off at the right time when I need it. You know, like, it's just, I think, I think we're at a point now where progressing your multiplayer character has gone too far in one direction that the simplicity yeah. of Halo, and I think it's why Fortnite's so popular too. It's it's so simple, right? Yeah. You don't have to worry about loadouts. You don't have to worry about builds. You go find the weapons, and you play with the weapons you have. And if you're successful, you're successful. And if not, you start over again. And I think yeah, that's the, where Halo is going to succeed. Yeah, the biggest thing you do in that game, <coughs> Fortnite it, now, is you can get, uh, you can get nuts and bolts that allow you to 
like alter the gun into a different version of it mm-hmm. or or you go to the workbenches and if you got gold you can upgrade it to be more powerful and that's all you worry about in that game yeah. you know other than building but yeah so uh, if you haven't played halo infinite i suggest you try it out it is free it's not a very big file size go check it out no I've also yeah. been continuing my sick. Yeah, I've also been continuing my trek through Forza Horizon Five, which is awesome. Nice. That feels like a game I'm just gonna leave installed and maybe do like one or two or three races a night and then play something else. You know what I mean? That's that's what that game mm-hmm. feels like. It's still dude, that game is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it really is. I hate this. There's too much to play right now. I went through like yeah. two or three months <laughs> where all I was playing was banging my head against Metroid Dread because I suck at Metroidvanias and I can't find where to go. To like mm-hmm. now I have Forza, now I have Halo, now I have Guardians, now I have Outriders, New Horizon stuff. Like there's there's too much to play. Destiny's thirtieth anniversary event starts in like, you know, a week and a half. There's too much to play. And I'm overwhelmed <laughs> and I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy also I've been playing. Not really anything new to report there. Still fun. Also on sale. I said if you wanted to play it. It's on sale right now, thirty eight ninety nine on Xbox. Nice. And I think it's twenty nine ninety nine if you want the physical version. Nice. So go check it out. I actually ended up picking up the Resident Evil Triple Pack for the Nintendo Switch this weekend. I had to go to oh. like three different GameStops to find it for crying out loud. Wow. But uh, uh, it's forty dollars, mm-hmm. and you get Resident Evil four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> if you were to just buy Resident Evil four, it's like almost like forty bucks. So, like, the fact that you're getting, like, three games for the price of one almost is, like, amazing. Some would say those are the best Resident Evil games. Well, some people don't like... A lot of people don't like Resident Evil 6 because it's more action-y, but I liked Resident Evil. That's why I liked it. Because it was Gears of War, but in Resident Evil. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It was, like, Gears of War and Call of Duty and all rolled up into one. Yeah. I really liked Resident Evil 5 and 6. I'm sorry. I did too. I did too, honestly. Like, it's like I said, you know, if, if you made the same game over and over again, if Resident Evil, the series Resident Evil, followed the same formula that 1, 2, and 3 had, the game would have died. The, the whole series would have died because it's like reha- redoing the same thing over and over again. You got to change the formula every now and then. Sometimes things work, sometimes don't. They don't. If Resident Evil 6 didn't happen, we wouldn't have gotten Resident Evil 7, I think. Yeah. Or at least and the version of Resident Evil 7 people wanted. That we got. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We would have gotten Resident Evil 7, but it wouldn't have been like what it is in its current form. So, like I said, I, I had a lot of fun with Resident Evil 6, even though it, a lot of times it got a lot of that shit craziness going on. But it was it's still good. Yeah. Still good. I never really, I never honestly really gave 5 or 6 uh uh, an honest try. Um, I just, yeah, I that was one of those things where where it was like four had already turned me off mm-hmm. because I just at the time I wasn't ready to move on from the whole like more zombie stuff. I like it just I don't know. It's kind of like what happened with uh, with Wind Waker with Zelda. I you know yeah. like coming off of coming off of. Uh, ocarina of time i just really liked that and then i i just never been a cell shading uh a fan of that like that art styling games it it 
doesn't do it for me a lot of the times. No, I, I agree. I definitely was not a fan of Wind Waker when it first came out, but I gave it a shot when it came out on the Wii U and it's remastered form. And yeah, that's when I was like, oh, all right, this is actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm and I'm I haven't gotten to play it on the Wii U, but I I'm hoping it eventually comes to Switch because I definitely would give it a, a try. Dude, the day the day um, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker come to Switch, I'm selling my left testicle to buy them. Not really. I'll oh just, dear. I'll just spend this probably sixty dollars each that they <laughs> probably will be because they're mm-hmm. not going to bundle them because it's Nintendo <laughs> and they'll be sixty dollars. Yeah. But I will buy them both, and then you'll hear everybody on the <laughs> internet complain as they're taking out their credit cards to purchase them. Nintendo gonna be Nintendo. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, uh, you know, at least Twilight Princess mm-hmm. should have been on it a long time ago. Considering yeah. they have the whole, the whole using your amiibo to, I know. to you know, in Breath of the Wild, but yet you know that's like the best the part of Breath who... of the Wild is that you can just scan the Wolf Link amiibo in there, and if you played Twilight Princess and upgraded it to twenty hearts or bought a card, I guess off the internet, like yeah, Which, you you basically <laughs> just have a companion with you at all times, at all times, yeah. and you can heal it, yeah. like you can heal it by feeding it raw meat and stuff, like it's super easy to yeah. heal if it's injured, like. They'll help you in boss fight. It's so fun. It yeah, changes. It, really yeah. it changes oh, the cool. entire game. Sorry, I know this isn't Nintendo Power Block, but like, gosh, yeah, it's like the that's the only amiibo. Like, I have all my Zelda ones on a, on a shelf just because I used them all all the time for Breath of the Wild, and then I just carried my Wolf Link amiibo around with me because like I would just scan it in and he would just be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I re- I remember buying an NFC tag that had all the new costumes uh, pieces on it before they were even in the Amiibos world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somehow it's they like got them. The Zelda, the Zelda Amiibo Cheating. are the ones that I would like. I really want to look for because they, uh, the costumes. Those. That's the only thing in Breath of the Wild I haven't completed was the, all the costumes because I don't have all the Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Any hoozles, guys. Yeah, that's what I said, Stoy. Okay. 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 It's an Ohio thing. Jesus. Okay. Shovel some snow. Yeah. Go shovel some snow. Okay. All right. Go commit murder in your state. Okay. It's legal apparently. (laughs) So. Yes. Yes, it is. Don't get us started. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Not going there. We're not going there. Cutting it off. Jesus. We're cutting it off right there. Speaking of news. Okay. Speaking of Halo. We're going to talk a little bit about Halo. Jesse, you said you didn't want to talk about Halo till it's out. Well, guess what? Multiplayer's out. Halo Infinite has officially gotten gold ahead of next month's release. Great news. Great, great news. Uh, Halo Infinite has officially gotten gold ahead of its release on Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, and PC next month. When the game goes gold, it typically means the game is completed and is ready to print to disc and then distribute it around the globe. There's an official tweet from the Halo account. Also, uh... Joseph, uh, Joseph Staten had a nice tweet about it, said that, you know, the team worked really hard over the last year to get this ready. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Game Informer's side-by-side comparison video this week of the graphics compa- from last year to this to this reveal. It's like night and day, man. It's so, yeah. like, it's so cleaned up. You know, they, they really polished the crap out of this game, and uh, you got to give it to them got to give it to 343 and the team really polishing this game up now 
from all accounts that I hear, the campaign, at least the beginning hours of the campaign, are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to uh, believe that, and I'm really excited to play. I'm I'm really excited to play this campaign. I know you guys are too. Just, we're gonna be talking oh, about this game for probably oh probably two or three weeks probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure. don't. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard a single person yet that that I've uh, looked into who who's played it, you know, played the the beginning of it, like the 10 hours or whatever they've played in it. Um, I haven't heard one single uh, complaint that that's, you know, anything substantial that would, you know, be a game wrecker. Um, you know, like there's, I talked to you, Corey, about it. There's some, some complaint early on in the game. There's, there's like big chasms that, that are you have to go around to get you know to get to where you need to go but once you get a flying vehicle access and stuff it's not a big deal but mm-hmm. you know it makes sense you like you you're gonna you're gonna you know have those things where it's harder to traverse at first and then you kind of find what you need mm-hmm. you know like that's that's not uncommon for open world games but but yeah so like i i've i've been hearing a lot of great things people even being, you know, after playing that little bit of it, being bigger fans of the Halo franchise because of it. So, yeah, I'm, I've been hearing a lot of great things, so I'm super excited for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah same. Uh, speaking of speaking of Halo, guys, the TV, uh, just to kind of like an add-on, the Halo TV show is supposedly going to be revealed at the Game Awards. We got a little bit of a tease. We talked a little bit about it during for our uh, 20th anniversary video podcast type thing that we did. It was about 40 minutes long. You can go check that out if you want. It's probably the last audio thing you saw on your feed. You guys interested in the Halo show? I mean, I don't really think there's anything to be excited about until we see something significant. I, they, yeah. they got the armor right. The armor looks cool. The helmet seems looks like Master Chief's helmet. Although if they're doing a retelling of Halo One or like a before Halo One type story, should have gone with the Mark V helmet, not the Mark Six. But I'm not going to be too picky. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to hold off on. I mean, is this live action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say because it, it, like the tech looked really good, but I was like, man, I know like. Sometimes CG animation looks so lifelike these days that I was like, it looks real, but like I don't know if that's just the hyper realism that they're going with. But like, I'm I'm obviously gonna hold off on story details until they start to kind of formulate an opinion. But it would be an interesting um, precursor, almost like a like a, almost like a prequel to some of the games of like how mm-hmm. you know Master Chief got his start, or even like the times before he got the moniker Master Chief, because I imagine he wasn't you know, Master Chief all his career, so to speak. Yeah. So it'd yeah. be interesting to get like kind of like a like an origin story. It's always interesting to hear the Spartans call themselves by their names like John, Kelly, yeah. Kim. You know, like it's uh, Halo Legends did that a little bit. Halo five actually did that a little bit when you found Blue Team just, you know, they're there. Yeah. Blue team's there. Yeah. Whatever. Through four games, Master Chief's the only Spartan left, but you know, you find Blue Team in Halo 5 randomly. So, anyways, <laughs> minor complaint about Halo 5. 
TV show though. I I'll, I'll watch a Halo TV show. I don't I don't really care. I know there's been a lot of controversy that they've cast Commander Keys and Miranda as uh, black actors when they're white in the game, and this is supposedly canonical with the games, but whatever. You know what's nice about works of fiction is that could be they could be anything they fucking want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter. Who ca- whose cast is what? Yeah, yeah. It's fictional, and well, it doesn't and it, matter. It, ultimately, in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can take you, you can take your little freaking, you know. I I always get so passionate about this because it's like <laughs> people are like, oh, you know, why is this person this color? Why is this person that color? You know, like when the when Hamilton came out, it was like, why is everyone got to be black in this? Because it can. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. It's like yeah. it's like the Resident Evil. What the movie or the show? One of one of the Resident. I think it's the Wesker show, where Lance Reddick was cast as Wesker, and it's everybody's like, why you why Wesker's clearly a white guy with like a you know a, a flat top or whatever. And it, mm. shut up, guys. God, nobody well, cares. Like even like Leon Kennedy in the upcoming Resident Evil movie that's coming out this week. Um, uh, it, I think it's like a a part Jordanian. He's part Jordanian. Yeah. You know, so everyone's like, well, he's, a, he's a blonde white guy. Like, that can't be right. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fictional character for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just, it's funny to watch the internet pick a white meltdown. Oh, yeah. Would you rather, yeah. It's like, would you rather they pick a white actor who's not as good at playing the character just because, you know, mm-hmm. to stay, you know, like, that's the thing is a lot of the times you, you end up putting yourself in a position where you maybe, you know, if you try to just stick with what, you know, what color the original character is, mm-hmm. you 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 may lose out on having a good actor or actress Absolutely. playing that part, you know? Like, Absolutely, especially in the case of uh, the Titans, Corey. I, I read a lot of back talk about people, the casting choices they made for Starfire because she's a black actress. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why, you know, Starfire in the comics, she has orange skin. So why do you cast a black actress to play Starfire? It's like Starfire is a fucking alien. She could be any damn color she wants. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, the actress that's playing Starfire, she's nailing it. Dude, she's, she's awesome. Nailing it. She's, she's the best it. part of that she's whole awesome. show. Yeah, she's yeah. honestly one of the strongest characters in that show. So she is freaking nailing it. Yeah. yeah. She's a fictional comic book character. Leave it alone. And yeah. she can be any damn color that she wants. And you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe, just just maybe, they went in with a plan of casting somebody that looked like uh, Leon Kennedy. But this guy gave such an outstanding performance that they just said, we have to cast him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they yeah. maybe they took the most talented person. Yeah, yeah maybe. You know, it's called it's acting. Like to talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, no matter what, someone's always going to have an opinion. And we all know sometimes that's the, a lot of times that's the, you know, vocal minority of just yeah. people that just get butt hurt over things that, um, you know, you're ruining my childhood. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. And I, and I mean, there is, you know, like there is a, <clears throat> there is a double standard in some situations, but <clears throat> like, you know, like, cause the thing is, is, I mean, w- you know, white people have like, we get a lot of privilege and they get a lot of opportunities outside of, you know, of other nationalities. So, like, 
when you do have a character that's like Native American or something, like I do believe in and trying to stay true to that just because the fact that we you know, we really do not see Native American people in in cinema almost at all. Like mm-hmm. like I do think that, you know, that needs to be something that, that happens more because they do get overlooked a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so there there's situations like that where it it's an opportunity that they should be able that, you know, someone should be able to have. And I, I you know, it's and it is being taken away and being a white person instead of someone who's Native American, you know, like I, you know, there are there are double standards, but, you know, that's just that's life, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, it's going <laughs> to be like that, whatever. I mean, we could go yeah. we could take a too deep dive into this, but. I yeah. think ultimately in the end, it's just, you know, some people, you're not going to please everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway. All right. We're moving, we're moving on from Halo guys. Okay. We're going to move on from Halo. Are we're going to sh- talk about, are you sure. Yeah. We're going to talk about Forza Horizon five guys. Forza Horizon Why five. I call it Forza. I, I have this problem. I always say Forza. I think it, yeah. is, is it Forza? I, I'm incapable I, of calling it Forza. No, it is Forza. You're right. Yeah, it is Forza. Yeah. Oh, but it, well. but I keep saying Forza, and I've said it as long as I've known it, and I <laughs> yeah. just can't get myself to stop saying it. I'm so jealous of you guys that pronounce it correctly. Huh. I'm playing Forza Horizon 5, and I'm like, I'm playing Forza. Shit. <laughs> Forza Horizon 5 celebrates 10 million players. God damn it, I'm so jealous. It's the biggest, it's the biggest launch in Xbox history, and it's only getting out of first gear. What a week it's been for Forza Horizon 5. Well, it may not have been nominated for Game of the Year awards. Snubbed. It's fine. It's fine, okay? It's nominated for Best Sports Title. Okay? There ain't going to be FIFA and NBA and there's any no sports. There's no competition. Are, in there's that no competition. Category. Yeah. Okay. So, which is, it, it, and all those games are stupid. Anyway, but uh, I mean, this game, no kind of racing game is going to ever gonna get announced as Game of the Year. It should, it though. It is what it is. It should, though. It should. I, I agree. Players players are absolutely loving their time with it, and now it's celebrating 10 million players. As a result, it's become the biggest Xbox launch in not just Game Pass history, but Xbox history. So congratulations, Playground Games. Congratulations, Forza. Congratulations, Turn 10. Congratulations, Xbox, for launching such a successful game. I Like, like well, a racing game. This is what boggles my mind, a racing game. Yeah becomes xbox's biggest launch title like that's it still boggles my mind that i mean the game is great it's phenomenal it's one of the best racing games to play out there but the fact that it it's received this amount of attention to the point where it's become the biggest launch is just still mind-boggling to me yeah it's so fun to play it's so vibrant uh it's so it just i don't really know how to describe it you know it's just it's just awesome it's so good. It's just, it, with the exception of the acting. The exception of the acting. Yeah, the well, look, this is yeah. this is so a po- this is what? a podcast game for me, right? This is just uh yeah. to I want I want to put this in perspective, okay? So 10 million players, right? I know a lot of it has to do with Game Pass, but I want to I want to list off Gran Turismo's franchise sales just to put this into perspective. So, starting with Gran Turismo 3, we'll put it at Gran Turismo 3. Lifetime sales, uh, fourteen million eight hundred ninety thousand. 
Gran Turismo 4, 11, 11, 7 million. 11.7 million. Gran Turismo 5, 11.9 million. Gran Turismo 6 is 5.2 million. So a huge dip there. Yeah. And uh, Gran Turismo Sport uh, topped out at 8 million. So Forza is doing very well, I would say. I'm sure. I'm sure. And that's what numbers within the first month. That's yeah. what's amazing. Yeah, these are lifetime yeah. sales for these games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is just the first, what, week and a half, two weeks? So great job, Forza. I, I'm sure a lot of people within that first week also bought the premium pack, you know? Yeah. Probably, what I would say, I would say probably 15 or 20 percent at least bought that premium pack. You think, yeah, probably, probably Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, well, well, you have to, well, no, at least 2.5 million because they had 2.5 million that first weekend and the game hadn't hit Game Pass yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you had to buy the premium version or buy the premium pack. So at least yeah. 2.5 million people bought the premium pack. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's 25 yeah. percent. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that, yeah, it just, it's, it's one of those games kind of like back in the day I used to play like Destruction Derby or Jet Moto. Like there, there's just those games that are so fun that even if you're not into racing, mm-hmm. it, it still has things to pull you in and, you know, make you interested in playing it. Yeah. All right, we already talked about Forza getting snubbed for Game of the Year. It, it's going to win Best Sports Game. It's it's going to win Best Sports mm-hmm. Game. Yeah, I I also think the Sea of Thieves was snubbed uh, for a continuing game. I mean, they released yeah. that Pirates of the Caribbean uh, add-on this year, and, and yeah, it wasn't even nominated for Best Continuing Game. Yeah. Or, like, one of, you know, like, I... I was a little a little peeved, more peeved about that because I know I know like the whole game of the year stuff is always kind of been a joke in my opinion anyways. I mean the game let's face it the the game game uh, the game awards are more for the announcements than the awards, right? Nobody nobody really cares about the awards, right? The, those are things that you read about on the internet. The the announcements are what people tune in for. And yeah. It seems like we're going to get some yeah. Hellblade. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think more people, more game developers take more stock in the uh, Dice Awards and the BAFTA Awards and stuff, which mm-hmm. actually reward the developers more so than something that's like a Hollywood production style, like, you know, Jeff Keighley Game Awards thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just honestly, like, you know, even uh, just, you know, like if you know people who like people are on Twitter that that have made games and stuff just like thanking them for what they do and mm. and stuff like that I mean that's ultimately you know like what you know like when I want something that I know is like most people aren't going to consider game of the year like my game of the year every year is like completely different to anything that the media does but that's because like I you know like it's just some people just deserve that that attention um without being having to be a big name you know yeah, like sure. i feel like and so like yeah I'd, like i just like trying to say you know let people know that like what they did you know like i've in the past uh rhyme was one of my favorite games and the the guy who did the the music for that 
like in my opinion without his music that game is nothing because there is no narrative there is you know like the gameplay says stuff but the music ultimately tells the story Mm -hmm. um and so i've you know thanked him for and told him that like his music was phenomenal and he did win an award for it that year when that came out but yeah it's you know like i think just telling telling people that you're thankful for the stuff they do is is like the best way to really you know like i mean awards are are you know they are what they are but Mm -hmm. anyway two things from phil spencer Uh, one's not in our rundown but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up anyway Phil Spencer seems to really be embracing uh, the fact that he wants the industry to embrace emulation. Wow, that was a Austin Powers allow myself to introduce myself moment. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> we actually had a talk about this on EXP Cast today. That's going to be our main topic this week about who technically is responsible for emulation. And we came to a surprising conclusion about it, you know. So, yeah. What what what's what's your thoughts on this? It's not up to the big three. It's not up to Sony. It's not up to Microsoft. It's not up to Nintendo because they're businessmen, and you don't make money um, pushing old games. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost a waste of time for these big companies to really push for emulation and to get these games running on their systems and you know even just like to get digital storefronts up and whatever so ultimately it kind of comes down to other hardware manufacturers like hyperkin and like some other like hardware manufacturers to make these systems that can play some of the original copies and that's why i think in the end is going to uh pave the way for you know backwards compatibility and emulation we're not going to get you know we're going to get there in time because i know like Hardware-wise, comp- you know, companies like Microsoft, Sony, and Xbox hold the rights to their hardware, so um, that's why you're not going to see a PlayStation 2 system hardware emulator for a long time. But you know, eventually we'll get there. But ultimately, I I don't think. I mean, Microsoft obviously, Phil Spencer says we're done. We did all that we could with all the backwards compatibility games. Mm-hmm. But you know, Sony has definitely made it made it point that. Um, we're not going to be work developing any. We're not going to have any res- dedicating any resources to backwards compatibility of any kind, bringing old games in, with the exception of maybe some stuff on PlayStation Now. But yeah. you know, it's just it's they're not going to do it, and nor should we expect them to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I kind of applaud Xbox for at least trying to get a lot of this backwards compatibility stuff. I know what they said Mm -hmm. was, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that's left not available was either technologically constrained or, or just licensing was a huge issue, whether chasing down the licenses and it's transferred hands so many times, I don't even know who to go to first or that kind of thing. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jesse, you listen to next later, right? Do you guys listen to the podcast? A bunch of yeah. ex giant bomb guys run that podcast. Did you listen to the interview with? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, and he was kind of explaining the ins and outs of like actually tracking down the licenses for these old games and actually where do you start and 
some start as pipe dreams and then you like just overnight you find a solution for it and some of it he said he said on an emulation level sometimes these games used the bugs in the hardware on a hardware level uh to their benefit and you actually had to emulate the bugs of the old hardware in the emulation and then in some cases for original xbox games you actually had it's actually an emulator of the original xbox running in an xbox 360 emulator which is now running as an emulator on uh, it, the so xbox there's one so there's three yeah. there's like three emulators running at the same time to run this one game and not only do you have to emulate those uh, virtual machines you have to emulate the bugs in those virtual machines to get these games to run and then build sometimes they said they'd have to like rebuild code in these games just to get them to run and then trying to get like the and then then you can brute force your way with this the series s and x power and to finish what maybe they couldn't start like finish on the on the old consoles and that's where like frame rate boost comes in that's where you know these high fidelity textures start coming into play and just brute forcing your way through these emulate oh my gosh it was so fascinating i would highly recommend listening yeah. to that interview with the next and, and that's why and that's why we're not going to see sony microsoft and nintendo dedicating their time to get this type of hardware and software mm-hmm. working on their systems yeah when there's so much more so many more other things they could dedicate working to it so that that's where the onus falls on these other develop these other hardware companies to kind of make the system hardware itself to be able to run i mean Mm -hmm. it's yeah Yeah. i I agree with you because there's a lot of nintendo games that have this weird slowdown effect that's natural with the hardware Mm -hmm. if you were to run games like that on modern hardware that wouldn't be there well remember that was a significant that was a significant part of those games yeah well remember when uh rare replay uh they people were playing rare replay on the series x and s and Conquer was actually broken because the the original version of Conquer's Bad Fur Day used the slowdown of the Nintendo 64 to load certain assets to the point where mm-hmm. that Series X was running that emu- that emulation so fast that it broke the game because yeah, yeah. of I the way that, yeah. and they had to actually go in and like recode some of Conquer's Bad Fur Day on Rare Replay for it to run mm-hmm. on the Series X fascinating yeah i could listen yeah. to this this shit all day and yeah. just have no idea what they're talking about but it's still really fascinating to listen to mm-hmm. yeah because and like one of the things they said too like as to why you know a lot of the games that that they wanted to um to make backwards compatible like that didn't come down to uh you know like getting the rights or whatever where um, they said like certain things where they had issues with them or whatever, but in like them fixing the issue would technically you know be be something that they didn't want to do because they don't want to take away from the original uh, vision that those creators had, and they felt like if they had to change anything too much then then it wasn't worth pursuing because now now they've they've done something to someone else's art when that's not what they want to do they want they want to preserve it as much as they possibly can and not change it and then if they had to change it then it was out like they didn't yeah. want to do it yeah they wanted mm-hmm. to keep 
it to the creator's original vision. So. Yeah. Because, like, the, yeah, he talked about, like, what was one of them where the people in the crowd were cheering and and they could they could like change everything but it it made them go faster yeah i forget what game so it was they it was said, uh, uh, yeah yeah i can't remember but they said yeah that we just decided that we weren't going to do it because yeah because I mean, it, it plus you got it plus like yeah on that level but also you got to put the you know not to spend too much longer on this topic but just you got to put the financial viability of like rebuilding that game and how many people are going to buy it or how many people already own it or are going to notice that crap. And then you just kind of mm-hmm. have to move on and pick out better games. Yeah. You know, like one of the games, there are two games that I really wish were backwards compatible and didn't make the cut. Right. Uh, Alpha Protocol was one. I really wanted yeah, Alpha. Really. I really wanted Alpha Protocol. That game is an underrated gym. I know it's buggy. I know it's kind of a piece of crap when you start playing it but it's such a cool idea and so fun and i hope i hope you know obsidian or sega whoever owns that ip i hope that we get some sort of successor or whatever to that and then uh what was the other one i, f- I forget what the i always forget what the other one is anyways we're gonna move on uh sounds good the 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 next story i'm sure we have a lot to say and i want to go in saying we have no uh we're we have no legal liability to the story we don't really know what to say legally we're just going to kind of give our opinion on it i don't want to get anybody in trouble here even though this is kind of a shitty situation Uh, phil spencer and xbox are reportedly evaluating their relationship with activision and I know that PlayStation came out and kind of gave the same message. Jim Ryan wrote a blog post about it, or a email to employees that ended up on a blog post somewhere. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has reportedly told staff and his team that they are, quote, deeply disturbed and troubled by the horrific events and actions, unquote, at Activision following allegations of sexual misconduct and harassment. The story was brought back to the forefront this week after the Wall Street Journal published a report alleging that CEO Bobby Kotick had been aware of sexual misconduct allegation for years at the company. This also led to over 100 employees staging a walkout soon after protesting outside the Blizzard Entertainment campus. Uh, There's also a a walkout staging happening either this week or next week of over 500 employees. I don't know if they're off for the holiday or whatever. It's uh, it's getting pretty bad over there. Getting yeah, pretty it really bad. is. I think as, as more time goes on, more heads start to roll, and you know, more. It's like nothing ever comes out that it's it's good for Activision. I mean, mm-hmm. it sucks because there's a lot of good people working for Activision. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of hardworking people out there, good good people. But yeah. your reputation for the company that you work for and the hard work that you're doing is marred by this shit by just terrible people that are just really dragging the company down and even dragging your name down, even though you could be a completely innocent party in this. And yeah. it's going to strain your relationship all throughout the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's rough over there for sure. I, I think they're all, I think this whole company is just in a bad situation and I really hope they find a way to fix this, uh, we already know that PlayStation is not afraid to pause sales on certain games because of 
quality or other circumstances. Mm-hmm. I wonder if PlayStation's reevaluating their marketing stance on Call of Duty. I wonder. I I just this is a really bad situation that every day just seems I open Twitter and it's just like Activision Blizzard is trending or Bobby Kotick is trending. And, you know, the I forget what her name is, who was elected to co-lead Blizzard left because she wasn't getting paid as much as Mikey Barra. Right. And then as and then as she was leaving, they offered her more money. Yeah, that's match the pay. And it was like, where the fuck was that in the first place? Yeah. That's what was ir- aggravating about that story. And yeah. it was like, man, I, you guys are just like, keep look, t- keep digging that hole. I, I understand that Mikey Barra ran, you know, part of Microsoft for a long time. And he went to Blizzard to kind of, you know, lead the way on, on specific projects. And then he got promoted. Like, I get that he has more experience than her. But, like, you're giving the same position to two people. Yeah. They should be making the same amount of money regardless of experience you know like it you should just be doing that and i know some things started coming out that you know mikey barra knew and didn't say anything which i don't know how true that is i have heard mikey barra kind of stand up for people in the past i don't i don't know what's true and what's not he he has always seemed like a person to root for over there if anybody (laughs) But yeah. I, obviously, I don't. I don't know the situation. If it if he didn't stick up for her, that's obviously another terrible thing. But like, you're giving the same person the same job. Why are you making less? Yeah, doesn't make sense. No, does not. Yeah, I. Yeah, and you know, like, and again, this you know, this is just this is just me like speculating and just like thinking and looking back at things and stuff, and I've. You know, and I've kind of felt this way since a lot of this stuff was, you know, was happening that, you know, like it, Microsoft used to have the exclusivity deal mm-hmm. with Activision uh, with Call of Duty and stuff. And then just out of nowhere, they decided that it wasn't worth trying to pursue or throw money at. Yeah. And and I thought that was kind of odd, and so I don't know. Well, like, again, also this is me I think speculating. I also think it was coming at a time where leadership change was happening at Microsoft, and my Xbox was clearly losing, and my and Call of Duty wanted so, too much money, and PlayStation was really to, ready to pony it up because they didn't have any multiplayer yeah. stuff. Where Xbox had Halo and Gears coming, you know, they yeah. had they have the multiplayer games where they didn't need to spend the money. Where PlayStation had, you know the single player over the shoulder action games right that we all know and yeah yeah talk about so yeah yeah i know that like that that's also like you know had could have played a big part is the fact that you know like xbox one was not in any position to you know hold a lot of power uh you know like as far as bringing you know them having that exclusivity deal i mean it probably would have brought some people over but you know, a lot of people were getting PlayStations at that time. Yeah. But like, but I, you know, like the only reason I thought of that is because, like, you know, like you wonder if there's people that that were, you know, women or are other people that were working there, seeing these things. And I mean, you know, I mean, people, there's stuff in the, developers there's... and stuff go everywhere. So I, I mean, there's stuff in this case file that 
said that he threatened to kill, have hit one of his assistants killed or something. Like, yeah. But then, but then you look at like, if they did let him go, right? Which, look, I would rather just pay him out and get him out of there and get new leadership. I think that's just the better option. But like, he's would before bonuses and everything this this year. He was scheduled to make what like one hundred fifty five million. Like mm-hmm. with before stock options, if they if they made him resign or whatever, he would be making two hundred fifty five million dollars plus stock options. He would never have to work another day in his life. He would probably go open some consulting firm. He would probably go do something else in tech in the tech industry somewhere as like a consultant or a you know something. He would be totally fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like people look in at a that perfect. Pay- Go ahead, a perfect world in a perfect world every single person that didn't do anything wrong that works at activision or blizzard would be able to just sue the s out of this guy of every single penny that he owns yeah. for damages because now their job has been compromised because of their you know sc ways of of doing things and like you know, it, it that's the thing is it, it it isn't fair to those people that have been working hard, and his stupid choices now have made it to where their work isn't going to see as many people's eyes as as it possibly should have, you know. And that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And you know, and like I've said in the past that I wasn't gonna buy like Activision games and stuff like that, but that's my choice, and I. I don't have anything against people who still want to support them because I do think they, the, you know, those people that didn't do anything wrong should be supported. Yeah. But I, you know, I, this just kind of puts you in a situation where I don't really know what to do because no matter what, there's nothing you can do. That's the problem. Well, yeah. Nothing you yeah. personally as a consumer can do. Yeah. You can admittedly like, Oh, I'm not going to buy any games from them which that's fine if that settles your conscience that's maybe that's enough but there's that that's about all you can do yeah unless you unless you literally marched up there punched bobby Kotick in the face a couple yeah. times and then walk out but of course naturally that's not going to end well for you because you're gonna yeah you go to jail bro yeah 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 because that's the thing is he's just got they've got so much money that ultimately it really does not matter what happens in the end because yeah. he's still going to be so stinking rich that, yeah, just that you know, matter. it's yeah. That's why I, I, that's why I think they make him into the like I said last night, make him into the gimp from uh, Saints Row, may, huh. hook a, a cart up to him and make him have to uh, take people from the building to their cars that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> turn sure. Them, turn them into you know like just something that that basically people can laugh at wow but i don't know so yeah sorry everybody at activision we feel for everybody that's going through something over there that's not a piece of shit so yeah right yeah all right we're gonna move on i'm tired of talking about that garbage yeah speaking of (laughs) speaking of garbage uh multi-versus whoa 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 I'm just Start that again. I needed a, I needed again. a transition story. Okay, you know I I you, work you on these transitions. You, you need to think hard about your transitions because that that was terrible. <laughs> okay. Speaking of thinking hard, 
Speaking speaking of things I want to talk about instead, that's Mul- a better transition. Multiversus yeah. is WB's free to play version of Smash Brothers, and it's heading to Xbox in 2022. Warner Brothers has announced that Multiversus is coming to Xbox in 2022, which takes which will be taking the form of a Smash Brothers clone in a free to play format. Starring the likes, it is multiverses. Oh my god! All throughout our podcast today, I said multi. We all said multiverse. Oh. Ah shit! Oh. oh well. Anyway, keep going. Starring the likes of Batman, Bugs Bunny, Superman, and even Shaggy. Here, the confirmed. And we're talking ultra Shaggy, the meme Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> the game will feature a quote innovative two v two co op focused experience with quote. Intense 1v1 and four-player free-for-all modes and can be online or offline. Here are some of the confirmed characters uh, along with their voice actors. Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy. Superman. The only voice of Batman. Yeah, the only acceptable voice at this point uh, if you're doing something animated or video Mm game-like. Superman, voiced by George Newbern. Wonder Woman, voiced by Abby Trott. Harley Quinn is voiced by Tara Strong, which is I think all those are from the animated series versions of the of those characters. Yep. Shaggy is being voiced by Matthew Lillard, which is acceptable. <laughs> which is fine, which is funny because he hates that he's so typecasted as Shaggy. But here he is like They well, probably they probably just money. paid him a ton of money for that though. What's money's he doing? What's he doing these days, right? That is true. Uh Bugs Bunny voiced by Eric Bowser. Beza? Boza? Sure. Macy Williams returns as Arya Stark. Jake the Dog is voiced by John DiMaggio, also of Marcus Phoenix fame. Mm-hmm. Finn the Human from Adventure Time by Jeremy Ashada. Steven Universe, voiced by Daniel Devenier. De- Garnett from Steven Universe, voiced by Estelle. Tom and Jerry. Awesome. And, and Rain Dog, an extraordinary original creature, voiced by Andrew Frankel. So that's cool. This is something. Did you see that the one of the developers of Nickelodeon All Star Brawl or whatever that game's called is like mm-hmm. basically basically shit on their own game, but without shitting on it by congratulating them and saying how good of a you know thing that they're doing with online net code uh and voice characters and yeah. having a budget yeah. to work on their game like that's that was kind of funny to to hear or read but yeah man this game is if you're into warner brothers properties and dc comedy or properties this is seems to be the uh smash brothers game for you mm-hmm. i don't like the look of shaggy though he looks bad i just I just yeah, really quick. So, my my daughter loves uh, the Paw Patrol, um, yeah. and you know I had bought the original game for her uh, for Switch, and yeah, that was one of the first things that hits you in the face when you play that game. There is no voice acting, none of the dogs, nothing, and that's like the whole part of that game, like. It's it's just such a waste of time. Like why like how can you seriously make a kid's game 
and not have what's going to ultimately be one of the most important things to whether a kid's going to enjoy it or not to actually have the voices of the characters. Right. It is so, so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like Nickelodeon is just so bad about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they they really need to rethink their strategy when it comes to stuff. Yeah. It's uh it's it's uh yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but hope everybody enjoys that. I hope everybody uh enjoys this free to play. I wonder what the pricing model is going to be. This is actually a game I maybe This is actually a game I may be into. Well, good. Yeah, I may you, get into. You sound like the guy that's going to review it for Arsenal X. Thank you. Congratulations. Oh boy. Whenever this comes <laughs> out, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they've got so many so many properties that they can they can pull from. I mean, you know, like could we eventually see like a uh like tamed down scorpion or you know or sub-zero or you know or whatever you know like i mean they have a lot of different things they could pull from that they own does anybody have anything else to say about multi-versus multi-versus yeah versus i mean i'm excited for it so i mean at least intrigued intrigued yeah same all right, we're going to move on to our new set or next segment, not new segment. Next segment, pass it on. What's on Game Pass this week? We're going to pass it on to Stoy Stoy. What's good on Game Pass this week that we should be checking out or new? Well, this is come not only is this game coming out this week, but it's also coming out on Game Pass. It's called Deer Simulator. And it's got four E's in it, I think. Four but E's. But like, if, yeah. And it's uh, it basically it's called Deer Simulator, your average everyday deer game, because it's an average everyday deer game. Now, I'm gonna read the description. Deer Simulator is a game in which you take on the role of your average everyday deer. Use your stretchy neck, your stabby horns, and everything a deer has in its arsenal to tear through the city. Frolic and play with the other animals or decimate the city till there's nothing left in this slow lifetown destruction game. Get up to enough naughtiness and you'll have to face off against some extra tough animal police. Kung Fu master sheep, bears who transform into police cars, and rabbits with ridiculously overdeveloped ears. They're all out to get you. Life, Live life as a deer in the city and unleash your true potential. And don't forget to uncover the dark secrets behind the city. Let's watch this trailer real quick. I'm gonna watch this trailer. Watch, watch the trailer. Like it is, it is amazing. Like oh all gosh. the different um, kind of wild transformations. Yeah, you can web swing throughout <laughs> the city using your neck. So uh, it's like so. it's like Spider-Man meets John Wick. Like some of the gun battles that you get with this deer man, it's like you're John Wick. <laughs> So it's like Goat Simulator, but even better. No, it's not Goat Simulator. It's it's nothing like Goat Simulator. Oh my god! Oh, okay. It's crazier than Goat Simulator. What, okay. What is happening? What what? Yeah, what is happening? What is? Yeah, this? we. What's kind of funny is we've got a we've got a. There's a deer on a motorcycle. He became a motorcycle. Yeah, he becomes the Akira motorcycle, bro. <laughs> 
He becomes Akira. It's amazing. He replaces antlers with two handguns. Hell yeah, he does. <laughs> all of us are playing this game. We're yeah. all going to talk about it next week, right? <laughs> yep. Hell yeah, let's Yeah, go. I'm definitely I'm definitely playing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so batshit crazy, but it's it sounds like amazing, so yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, Mortal Shell, that's an older game. That one's coming out on um, uh, Game Pass as well. And this is like a, it's like referred to as Dark Souls Light, mm-hmm. where it's like kind of the same kind of combat styling, uh, dark fantasy realm stuff, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff like that. But it's it's a little bit easier on the palette. So if you're if you're the type of gamer that loves like kind of those kind of action games, but uh, don't like the punishing difficulty. Um, obviously, give this game a shot. But uh, I'll, it's I'll, Mortal I'll, Shell Enhanced Edition. I'll just say that it's it's not much easier. Okay. <laughs> it's it's still really really hard. I've I've played this quite a bit. Um, it's just they they add some more um, like they they add like a whole like the ability to like kind of harden your shell so when you get attacked their attack will bounce off of it and then mm-hmm. you can like if you you harden your shell while you're in the middle of an attack and then they hit you then you can unharden and you'll follow through with the attack and miss theirs but it's really really hard to uh to do a um parry in this game like mm-hmm. way harder than a than a bloodborne or a, or a dark souls um so yeah i mean it's it's still pretty it's still really hard it's it's still a challenge but it's not like punishingly difficult okay all right well that's fine well i mean that's what you get that you know both of these games actually come out to game pass on uh october 23rd so um which is uh by the time you by the time you listen to this podcast it should be available for you to download right now as we speak it's true yeah. Yeah. It is true. So, but otherwise, that's what's coming out this week. Uh, I know. I think next week there's only like going to be like one game coming out for Game Pass, unless uh, Game Pass Shadow drops something, you know, which, which they might. Do they the do a lot. Yeah. There is there is a big rumor that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is going to come out mm-hmm. uh, for Game Pass. There's a big rumor for that hmm. because I think EA and Bioware has made their money back and then some. Well, it's because a, it's also. It'll probably be part of EA Play. Yeah. So, who knows when that's going to happen. Stay tuned for that. But I'm glad I bought it and have not played it yet. I bought it the day it came out and have not played it yet. I bought it twice. I have it both for the Xbox and the PlayStation because, I, I, you know, in case you guys didn't know, I kind of like the Mass Effect series. Kinda. I didn't know. Do you? I'm not sure. Kind of. I, I, I mean, I, I dabble into it. I dabble into it. Dabble into it. So yeah, that's what's uh, uh yeah, that's what's coming out for Game Pass. I love it. I love Game Pass so yeah. much so that we're gonna talk about it for our main topic. Yay! So Jesse and I were talking about this when we were playing Halo last night. Uh, so I figured I'd kind of hit two birds with one stone here. Game Pass has been confirmed by the Xbox team, and I think Phil Spencer himself that it is sustainable. And expected to hit 30 million subscribers uh, by the new year. 
Xbox Series S is also outselling the Series X in key regions. Uh, so let's talk that's more. That's it, that seems to be Xbox S. I think is more readily accessible. Like in yeah, terms of it definitely feels that way. Uh, yeah, and it, it's also one of the only consoles that's available in store when you mm-hmm. go in. So, yep. I was at Walmart one day and there was five of them and yeah, five of them available. Yeah, they it's were wild. gone like later, but you know, yeah, like it. I mean, not my. Not like uh, a really big deal, but I really kind of regret getting rid of my Xbox One. <laughs> I kind of wish I still had it, but I I mm. got rid of it because uh, what was coming. I got rid of it because the Series X is basically a quadruply powerful Xbox One X, and I just figured I didn't really need it. But I kind of wish I still had an Xbox One of some sort mm-hmm. somewhere. I might still just go. I might just get an Xbox One S to just have. Just to have, yeah. Yeah. You know, just to like. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I still have my Xbox One X. Um, I had an S, but I traded that in when I got the X. When and part of me thinks like, oh man, I wish I kept on to. The, I wish I held on to that too because it was the uh, military green one, which is oh. it was really cool. Yeah. Really cool yeah. color scheme. Yeah. So I don't know. I might find one or somebody wants to offload one just hit me up i guess yeah i still have my my vc my original uh release of the xbox one the the big vcr one oh yeah i kept i kept both of mine because my my daughter now she uses that original one and my son uses my my one x and you know and we can still play stuff together this way and and uh, you know, I was talking about maybe getting my son uh, Game Pass for Christmas or something. So yeah, because I mean, you know, like it, they'll use it. They don't care. They you know, mm-hmm. like they don't they don't need the latest greatest thing. Down the line, I'll probably get a get. I would like to get a get them both a Series S or whatever, or or you know. But yeah, it's you know it's just kind of nice that the way Xbox is doing stuff that that you know that they'll be able to use for a while yet. So yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to us, you know this week, Target and GameStop have three months of Game Pass Ultimate for twenty four ninety nine. You should get yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. It, it definitely is a good deal. Like it's even just to kind of like try it out and just. I mean, you know, you can peruse the library right now, not being a Game Pass subscriber, and just see what's on there. But as we talk about every week, there's always a rotating stock of games. And admittedly, some games do leave the service. But even if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you can purchase those games for a discount, too. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're getting a discount service if, as well on top of it. If you're playing something that's leaving soon, you, it, it's usually like if you subscribe to Game Pass to purchase it there's what something between like a 25 and 50 percent discount for that game yeah as it's leaving the service so you can still continue to buy it which i usually i still usually buy the games that i want like eventually i will buy halo infinite just to you know in case i need to like cut my subscription off which by the way if i can't afford 15 dollars a month there's a way bigger issues in my life than you know whatever but yeah for sure uh I mean, I usually try to buy the games that I want. Also, Stoy, by the way, 
when you were on the Boss Rush podcast the other week talking about collecting vintage or retro and classic games, mm-hmm. you made me make a list of Xbox games to start collecting, and I really okay. hate you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Like I, uh, of my, all my four, on that little spot. My yeah. finger found that little spot mm. underneath your body there, that little fleshy bit right mm. there. It poked mm. you right there. Gotcha. It's all four generations, Stoy, not just. Wow. Yeah. So I hate you. Wow. But I also love You're you. Welcome. But I also You're hate welcome. you. You're welcome. So. You're welcome on all fronts. Mm. You're welcome on all fronts. And all backs. <laughs> yeah. And and all, all, all bits underneath you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um yeah it, it only it, this only cemented like every time i hear more backwards compatibility stuff it only cements my uh want for more you know and it's you know i, I sometimes i have every ounce of my being of just like going to these conventions and whatever and just like man i just want to buy all these but like <laughs> you know i still have my original xbox so i can always still go back to play these but you know yeah, yeah. My new mission is also to collect like one of every box that's come out. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I will get like the green Halo Xbox at some point. Yeah, I still have my original black one. Uh, yeah, very cool. But that's I I don't have very many of my original Xbox consoles at, at all actually, except mm-hmm. for obviously the Series S and X and then. My original one, like my 360, I I got rid of to buy my Xbox One, mm-hmm. and uh, the one I have now was a second party one. So I will probably go out and find. I want the one I had was the Halo Four translucent blue console, Ooh. which was <laughs> awesome. And I hate that, that is I got, awesome. I hate that I got rid of it. That's probably worth a lot of money now. I know it's kind of expensive yeah. to repurchase. Any of the Halo consoles are actually really. Except, oh, for, yeah, except for the original green Halo 2 console is not expensive, hmm. which is crazy to think. So, it, I mean, kind of, uh, I guess, shifting back over to the uh, to, to the topic about Game Pass is that uh, everything now is a subscription service. Like, that seems to be kind of the growing trend everywhere we go. Music consumption is a subscription service. Um, TV is a, I mean, it's always been a subscription service, but even just like particular channels in particular streaming services like subscription um all these all these shit people that are getting like cameras to put inside their house for some reason like you have to pay a subscription service for that so that model is becoming kind of more of a trend so why not video games kind of jump jump on the bandwagon and admittedly it's hard to conceive that you can put a 60 dollar game on a subscription service that you only pay like a nominal amount of because you don't want to pay 60 dollars a month for a video game subscription service, especially if you don't play a lot of the games. So this was a big gamble for Xbox, and I imagine it it was a huge trial series to say, let's just see how this works out. Let's see if it's a viable business solution. And sure enough, is with the numbers that we've seen lately of like just how many people are subscribed to this, it's it's clearly working. And okay. I think, you know, Microsoft used that game pass as a platform to when they talk to other developers to say, Hey, we want to get you on our system is going to be the system that the majority of people are going to play their games on. 
because play your games on because of the Game Pass subscription. Mm-hmm. How many people are going to download Deer Simulator this week? You know, admittedly, it's such a weird ass game that it's like, I don't know if I want to spend 20, 30 bucks on it. But the fact that it's on Game Pass now kind of entices you more. So mm-hmm. it especially works for indie developers to, to entice them to buy your game. And that creates word of mouth, mm-hmm. which that's what I heard has been the most successful thing for Game Pass is the word of mouth of especially for the people that don't have the subscription. I mean, look at Back for Blood, right? Like, I th- they were celebrating, like, what? Something like, I don't know, five or six million players, and most of that was the Xbox Game Pass version, I think. Like, I think they said two-thirds of it was Xbox Game Pass, which is yeah. crazy. But, like, look at all the money, like, the, the microtransactions, right? You you, it, I wonder how much it's changed people's perception of designing games to say, hey... If we're going to put this on Game Pass, we better have something for them to buy outside of that. Like, obviously, Microsoft has the base versions and then you buy the expansions or the gold pack or whatever, right? Like, Forza Horizon 5 is the, is a prime example of that. But, you know, left or Back for Blood, there was like a digital deluxe edition and you could purchase that pack separately. I wonder if people bought that pack separately or I know they said there's DLC coming for that game and stuff. I mean, that's that's kind of yeah. their strategy there, right? Also, like I think the I think I think the big turning point for Game Pass was adding Microsoft first party day and date. Obviously yeah. Microsoft was in a day bad one. spot when they were there, right? When they did that, but also it it's also helped a lot of games succeed, like Sea of Thieves. Huge yeah. game. And I think it's because yeah. so many people downloaded it on Game Pass. And then when they put it on Steam, obviously it grew new legs and it's just, you know, Sea of Thieves is just this monster that nobody ever talks about but makes a buttload of money anyway. It's like Minecraft almost, right? Where yeah, people you know people play it, but you don't know anybody that actually plays it except for Jesse. But, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I would like to do an episode of the show from Sea of Thieves. Jesse and I have been talking about that for years, I think, at this point. Yeah, a long time. Maybe yeah. maybe that's something Let's we could plan over the holidays or something as like a bonus show or something. But yeah, I think I think that was a big turning point for Xbox, especially when you started you started seeing games like Sea of Thieves, which grew into itself. But then you saw something like Gears Five was the game that you pointed and said, "This game is a sixty dollar game, and I can just pay ten dollars a month and play this." And that's why. Forza, yeah. Forza Horizon Five is a success, a, a huge success because of Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would have made that much money or th- mm-hmm. made that many downloads if it wasn't for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and I like I think too like you know like the the whole idea of Xbox wanting to let people do their passion projects is you know like Game Pass like gives them that that security that that they can allow people to just do whatever they want mm-hmm. and and know that you know even if it isn't the greatest game in the world one the you know the people are still getting to make what they wanted to make and two they're still getting paid for making what they wanted to make and and it's not hurting microsoft in any way it's mm-hmm. just either something that you're interested in playing or not and it's it's, and it's just that you know it's 
nothing more than that. It's a different way to look at, like, obviously it's a consistent revenue stream for them, right? $15 a month from 28 million subscribers or whatever is, is mm-hmm. ridiculous amount of revenue. But like you said, Jesse, if, if studios aren't worried about selling their next AAA title, then they can they feel free to do what they want. And obviously, Phil Spencer has obviously said that you can you can make whatever game you want that's been out there. But also, when you look at the revenue stream, it's not like it's not like Obsidian needs to make this certain amount of money. Uh, Rare needs to make this certain amount of money. The revenue goes to Microsoft, and then they umbrella it out to the studios, you know, to kind of funnel money into where they see the projects need the the money and i think that changes the way they think about making games as well as like they they pitch a game obviously right ninja theory made uh, bleeding edge right which was a 30 dollar game you know varying success rate i don't know it was a passion project for them they put it on game pass right that's obviously going to get a different budget than something like starfield or halo or forza right but then you have Psychonauts, which was obviously, it was obviously crowdfunded, but Microsoft gave them a bigger budget to finish the game and do more things. Because remember when Phil, uh, Tim Schafer said that they were actually cutting stuff out of the game because they didn't have the budget for it. They were literally running out of money before Microsoft purchased them. <laughs> and look how well that game turned out because they got more money, more time bigger budget that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it's it's cool to look at it from that perspective as well yeah and and ultimately in the end like you know like everyone all everyone really wants as an artist or a person who you know does has that job they want to make sure that they can pay their bills and stuff like that and be you know be secure in that way but they also just want people to be able to play their games like in the end that's really all they they want and and you know game pass gives people the chance to be able to play games without having to make the you know the sacrifice of spending you know 40 bucks to to play something they don't know whether they're gonna like or not Mm -hmm. you know like that that part is gone the you may not end up liking it it may not be for you but guess what they're still glad that someone got to see their vision. Um, and, you know, and that's ultimately is what's important to them in the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody wants that chance and game Pass <coughs> is that really good or the game pass is that really good platform to, yeah, it's the whole try before you buy. That's why, um, you know, demos have always been such a hot topic because you never know, like, Am I going to like this game? Am I not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is this something that I really want to, like, waste, potentially waste money on? And, you know, uh, uh, making a demo for a video game developer takes a lot of time and effort and money. Mm-hmm. So they would rather not spend that mo- those money and those resources developing demos. They just want to make the game. Yeah. You know? yeah. Whether plus, you like it or not, that's kind of your risk. Yeah. Plus this week adding the cloud. Uh play from the cloud stuff on your console mm-hmm. is awesome with game pass. Cause like it, while it's downloading, you can play it from the cloud and be like, okay, well I can start this game. Or if you're, if your friends are on and you know, you don't really care 
about you know the first hour or two of like hey this game's still downloading i gotta wait for it like you can go ahead and jump in with your friends and play and be like Mm -hmm. okay well it's a little laggy it's a little choppy whatever but like i can handle this while it's downloading in the background on my box and it's so cool it's such a good thing to have and they just kind of stealth dropped that as well this week yeah Mm -hmm. awesome i love it i love it Oh, there's so many there, there's so many different options that Game Pass offers that, you know, it's it's selling systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, in the end, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to get people to buy the Microsoft system, mm-hmm. you know, the Series X or the Series S, even the Xbox ones, it's, you know, still can sell. It's 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 almost uh, adjacent to the Nintendo strategy where like Nintendo kind of wants to be your second console. And everybody if everybody buys your console as a second console, you're the first console, you know, you you come out on top like the switch that's why the switch is so successful it's everybody's second console right now and it's like well yeah well now you're looking at eclipsing 100 million units sold and Mm -hmm. okay well Mm -hmm. now magically you're on top and i think if if xbox can capture that especially with the series s right how many people have you heard say well i'll get a series s to play the microsoft exclusives for game pass and they do that and now you're seeing Series S starting to sell more and more and more to the point where it's outselling the Series X in, in a lot of quote-unquote key regions in this uh, interview because people want to play the Microsoft exclusives now. Surprise! Microsoft makes games, well, that, guys. That, yeah, and like that and obviously the whole like shift to digital Yeah, that people want to go to versus you know <laughs> physical, which... A lot of games that are on Microsoft Game Pass are digital only. Mm-hmm. They're not like physical games. You can't walk into a GameStop or a Best Buy and buy Deer Simulator. You know, you should. It's one possible. So, I would love a physical edition of that game. Hopefully, limited run. run. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> limited run gets to work on it. <laughs> but yeah, like that's you know that's kind of the push to why more people want the PlayStation Five digital version. You know, over. Uh, over the disc version, so yeah, but, but it almost, I, I, it almost I, I seems still, like it, it almost seems like Xbox is the console that people prefer digital over physical. I, I mean, I know a lot of people who play a lot of physical PlayStation, and obviously, Nintendo fans are just eating up the physical editions, right? Like, that's like their whole thing. But mm-hmm. Xbox is like the one place where everybody kind of feels like it's okay to play the digital versions. Uh, yeah, but like you said, with the with the growth of digital distribution, you know, out you know for the first time last year, really being over the fifty percent total sales mark, uh, Xbox is I think is leading in that uh, that area, and then you know, play people are buying PlayStation and they're like, hey, the Xbox has some cool exclusives. Let's check those out. And the Series S is obviously thriving there as well. So. And by the way, just to kind of correct something I said a couple weeks ago when I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy on the Series S, they put out a patch this week. uh, It's not a 60 frames patch. It's a, quote, uncapped frame rate patch. And it runs up to 60 frames a second. And for, like, I, I played a little bit on the Series S just to get that. And it runs pretty well it doesn't run as great as a series x but it runs it runs in between 50 and 60 frames a second i would say i haven't had any real slowdown so 
caveat there if you're I, cool because I, I remember i said this was the first game that i thought you know if it i don't know if the series s is a viable long-term next-gen solution for third-party games mm-hmm. you can they put out a patch for the series s and it's great so you can oh, cool. it kind of reiterate okay people just need to optimize their games for this machine to make sure that it runs at runs it it runs at 1080p 50 to 60 frames a second there you go anybody anybody have anything to say about the series s by the way that that, that's good enough i still want a series s hopefully at some point i'll get one um i don't know i'm just i'm not in a rush to get it but i think eventually that will be my that that will be one of my next big purchases Uh I want that screen. There's a Kickstarter for a Series S mobile screen. Oh, screen. Yeah. And, oh my god. And I'm like, man, if because like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to travel for work a little bit, and if I can take my Series S with me on work trips, it's mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, dude, this is gonna be the best best thing ever. Yeah. And it's got for like sure. a battery built in, so you can plug it into it and play it without having to find like a power outlet on the airplane or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Neat. Someone uh, needs to make a monitor for this damn thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, you tech savvy people get on it. Yeah. Cause I remember Need that this. was the whole thing. It was like, it's basically a laptop. You yeah. Know? Like you, you can just flip up the screen and you know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Now they just need to make a arcade an arcade, uh, arcade stick that you can just mount to the top of it and you can like sit there and play it like it's an arcade (laughs) kind of cool yeah well i look i don't want the show to end but we have been going for two and a half hours and uh i think it's time to wrap the show it is getting late too so yep yeah well thank everybody i think i think it was all it was all good conversation good content it was always jumping it was yes i so just a real quick hit here i don't want to spend too much time on this but i just want to say like since we kind of regrouped and made and made the show into what the current form is and found its groove and found its you know kind of place in the in the pantheon (laughs) of boss rush shows and kind of reinvigorated the show i'm very proud of what arsenal has become and I I love doing this every Sunday. It's awesome. I yeah. love planning the show. Uh, it's gotten me kind of back into the, not that I was out of the Xbox ecosystem. It's my system of choice when I'm playing games, but like has me exploring new things within the Xbox ecosystem. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just just want to thank you guys. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I. It is a really, lot of fun. It's not yeah. been just. It is. It is a lot of yes. fun. Yeah, I enjoy this every weekend. So yeah. So also, oh, it, yeah, it, it definitely is a lot of fun. I mean, admittedly, it's kind of interesting because I I play such a diverse cast of systems, and you know the, the, there will be times that you know maybe I won't play the Xbox as much during the week, but I always go back to it and I still dedicate myself to this day of just you know like Xbox is the system to play games on right now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, every system has its strength, but I, I just think in the quality of the library and the accessibility of playing these games, you know, it's just, it, it it's awesome on the Xbox right now, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is thanks to them, you know, the criticize that there's something they got criticized for, Mm -hmm. you know, not really changing the UI much like that ended up really being detrimental to, to really, you know, keeping a, a good, like system that you can like find things and do things on like, you know, they've, they've improved things, but they really haven't changed it a whole lot. Right. And I think that, that, that ended up being a good thing for them. Cause like a lot of people were not happy with, with the PS five and like trying to find their way around to do things and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I think I, that's the thing is I, I hate when you get something and then they end up changing it anyways, because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you get so used to and loving something and then they go and they just completely change everything. And sometimes it's just not a good idea. <laughs> and I'm glad that they 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 saw that this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, just wanted to throw that out there and say, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the show and where it's going. And I want to, over the next year, my goal is to, like, get more guests on that are kind of prominent in the Xbox eco ecosystem or Xbox. Yeah. Community. Try not to put the invite out for guests two hours before recording. Too. Yeah. I thought about that and I was like, eh, you know, whatever. It's worth a shot, but you never know. I was like, you know what? Somebody will respond. Somebody might not. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I just thought that was funny. I was like, we recorded two hours. Yeah. Look, sometimes people are, are up for it. You know, sometimes people are like, well, I got nothing going on on Sunday night. Let's, uh, Mm-hmm. Let's let's uh let's play some Xbox. So, but I I want I want to get more people on whether they're in the Boss Rush community or in the Xbox community or, you know, I started following and reaching out to some ambassadors from the Xbox Ambassador Program or, you know, just try to get people in to interview or or whatnot. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll try start doing that kind of stuff. I would like to yeah, have takes a little bit of time. Yeah, we'll get there. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this is what episode one sixty four, but it's really like episode twelve of the new iteration, and I want to start building it the right way, the way Phil Spencer built Xbox the right way. Very cool. <laughs> Not that I'm Phil Spencer because I'm sitting in an office with no doors, listening to my son scream still. But, <laughs> anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. You remember, you can find Arsenal X live every Sunday night on Twitch.tv slash Bosphorus Network. You can find us on Tuesday mornings on BossRush.net, on our YouTube channel, and podcast services everywhere. Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere as PhantomNXS. Stoy, where can we find you? I am also part of the EXP cast. Uh, we're a video game podcast. You can follow us anywhere on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXPCast. And I also actually uh re started re kind of going back to my uh personal uh twitter it's i changed the name now it's a stoy mke8 um so uh you can follow me on twitter at stoy mke8 neat you can follow me at i am cory hd on twitter and instagram you can find me hosting the boss rush podcast every monday morning on bossrush.net and podcast services you can uh, catch me maybe playing some games soon on somewhere. I don't know. We're going to try to do some Xbox-related gameplay stuff and discussions and extra bonus things for YouTube and whatever. 
catch us there. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, Donald.